Welcome to Trove Talk, your weekly gaming and getting to know you podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Starkey, and joining me this week, we have Mario Piquadio. How you doing, Mario? Hello, everybody. I'm doing great. Doing was, fantastic. Super right. happy got, to be here. I got the name right, correct? You did. You totally did. You yeah. nailed it. Piquadio. Yeah. Excellent. Haha. All right, so tell hey. people, uh, Mario, where, where you're from on the internet. Okay, so I am known as Mario Not Bros around the internet. If you're a fan of the kind of funny in general community, if you're a best friend, you might know who I am. I give uh, the guys a lot of my money, usually on <laughs> Colin Greg Live. <laughs> That's like where I'm known from. But yeah, I'm Mario Not Bros. You may have interacted with me on Twitter before. And that's basically me. I make videos, I make podcasts, I write a little bit. That's me. Excellent. And you're, you're doing stuff with, uh, still doing stuff with PS Enthusiast? Yes, PlayStationEnthusiast.com, yeah. and also, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, I, I think I lost your, your audio for a bit there. Um, okay, cool. sorry about that. No, no worries. Uh, we, we, will, we will survive and, and persevere. Um, yeah. So if you're just joining us for the show, the, uh, the general gist of the show is as follows. Um, I invite somebody on every week, and we go through their gaming history. Uh, it'll be kind of like part one of the show. Then part two, we talk about their favorite game. Part three, we talk about something completely outside the gaming sphere. And part four, we answer uh, your questions, community questions, people who tweet at me uh, using the hashtag Trove Topics or people who just tweet at me because that hashtag has yet to take off. Everybody just yeah. responds to my tweet calling for, for Some time in the future, it will. Yeah, eventually, maybe. Or not. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Exactly. I've, I've got the questions, and, and we're, we'll be good to go there. All right. Awesome. So, topic one. Let's talk about your gaming history, Mario. Walk me, right. through, walk me through the early days of Mario Not Bros playing video games. The early days of Mario Not Bros playing video games. Well, I mean, ironically you're, enough... You're, you're, like, 18? Yeah, I'm 18. Okay, so, yeah, like... You were around for what? Like the Wii was your first console? Is that is that pretty much? <laughs> That's a little too too far advanced. Okay. Actually, my first console and my first game was ironically Super Mario sixty four. Okay. Yeah, that was my first game. I should probably set this up by saying that I grew up in a country that was like a little far behind. Well, it's still a little far behind in pretty much everything. So that's why. I identify with a lot of like '90s kids, uh, you know, like '90s kids will remember this, because yes. I wasn't necessarily a '90s kid, but everything I was fed in terms of uh, like media and video games and movies and TV was from the '90s. So I kind of am a, a pseudo '90s kid. But yeah, my where, first uh, console, Venezuela. Venezuela, okay. Yeah. I've been there once in my life. Oh really? To Caracas. Yep. Ah, that's where I'm from. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, cool to know. Uh, I mean, it was pro like let's see, it was probably before you were born. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, I before was on a cruise with fam. my family there, like between the between fifth and sixth grade. So I'm trying to think that would have been like ninety six ish, mm. maybe nineteen ninety six. That's, like, right, right, right before shit hit yeah. the fan over there. Okay. <laughs> stuff stuff got bad, like, pretty much around the time I was born. And now it's, like, a complete mess. Oh, awesome. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, you that's got why it. I'm here. So there you go. Yeah, that's why I'm in Florida. <laughs> so, right, yeah. So Super Mario 64, that's a solid entry point. Yeah, well like, that's, 
that's a good way to set the bar. But basically, the reason I got into video games, like, I was very young at the time. I was like, let's see, I was probably, I'm going to say three or four years old when I started playing video games, like very, very young. The reason for that is that I had this kind of, the doctors call it uh, uh, intoleration to frustration, basically. So I couldn't tolerate, like, I was like a very, if, if something didn't go my way, I got like excessively angry. And my mom came up with this really neat idea to like solve that naturally to give me a video game console. Because in video games, I will always like fail constantly, you know, and I have to get used to that. And that's what she did. I was, she tells me stories about how I like, I used to throw my controllers around like awfully, but I got, I got through that. And I mean, it sounds like we all suffered this. It sounds like we all Yeah, it's like a pretty common thing. Uh, but, so yeah, I started with uh, Super Mario 64. That's my first game. I have a lot of those little, like really, really early memories you get. Most of them are playing video games, uh, playing stuff with uh, Nintendo 64. Uh, so, like I said, I was very, 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 very little. So I didn't have the best, like, control of myself yet. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I wasn't good at games. So the way I kind of figured stuff out and the way I played games was me, my c- bigger cousin, he's older than me for ch- two years, I think, yeah. He's basically my brother. We grew up together. We were the only people in the family that didn't have uh, siblings of any kind. So we basically, like, bonded o- over many stuff, and video games is one of those. But we were still too young to play games. So what we did, what we did is that my dad would actually sit with us and he would play the game and we'd be like there watching and giving him advice and stuff like that because otherwise we would have never gotten out of bob battlefield so <laughs> yeah well yeah always good to have have somebody help you out there as uh, as the zelda quote goes exactly it's to go alone. exactly it's dangerous to go alone that yeah exactly pretty much so yeah, the Super Mario 64 is my first game, and in, ten- in terms of the N64, other big games I played, um, what's the Kirby's game uh, on the 64, the name of that game? can't remember. Oh, I don't even know. I was I barely, barely a Kirby I person. Can't I can't remember. I only ever played, like, the Game Boy one. Yeah, that's Nintendo 64. Somebody, I'm sure, will remember. Um, that was... That's probably one of the only Kirby games I played. It involved like paint, and it was super fun. We we used to rent that from Blockbuster. We and like I said, it was not a very great country to be in, so games were expensive. Mm-hmm. So around the '64 era, all we did was uh mostly rent from Blockbuster. It was it's strange. It was like we didn't have that many games. We probably had Super Mario '64, and uh. Oh, another one that's kind of strange. I when I was probably around maybe let's say 13 years old, something like that, when I started like getting into games media, and I figured out that people don't really like Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> like that's not a game people like. But I grew up with that game, and I used to love that game. Like we used to play it all the time. Yeah, I mean you didn't know better. <laughs> Exactly, I didn't know better. And there's a ton of games that I really dig. And I and we will get to that, that I really love and have special memories with that people don't really like. And I'm like, okay. That's but yeah. Kind of, I mean, like, it's it's subjective. 
Um, it looks exactly. like Kirby 64, the Crystal Shards. That's it. That's exactly it. Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, so it, it involved, like, uh, I remember paint mechanics, and we, we rented that a lot, and Donkey Kong 64. I remember we never could get past one final boss, so there was, like, a final boss, or maybe the final boss, I don't even really know, because I never beat that game. That's, it, I remember it's the same boss as Diddy Kong's boss, which is, like, it's, like, a pterodactyl or something like that, okay. and the way you beat him is that you threw him into the lava, but... In Diddy Kong's fight, you only had to do it like two or three times. And we always got to that point and we did it like ten times. And he never died. We we couldn't figure out what was wrong and he always will end up losing. So that's a game I never beat. But yeah. Um, then, Bane of your after existence, that, Donkey Kong 64. Yeah. Even though you Donkey had a lot Kong of fun 64. with it. Oh, I had a lot of fun with it and... After after I found out people don't like it that much, I investigated why and I just sort of understood. But I didn't know any better. I was a kid and I have like a lot of really special memories with that game. Yeah, it's it's another one that I I had I, I didn't play, uh, or at least I don't recall playing it. But I'm pretty sure like that was people's gripe with it is because it it got so over collectathony, right? It's yeah. So much random nonsense that you have to collect in that game. Yeah, it it reaches a point where it's not like Banjo Kazooie, for example. It's not yeah. fun anymore. It's like it gets to a point where it's annoying. Yeah, there's so many things to collect in that game, and I think we didn't really even kind of knew that stuff. Really, I I don't even remember like trying to go after things to collect. I just remember select things from that game. I remember, for example, in that game there was, I think it's the like the castle of the bad guy or something like that, where you can. If you like go through a secret path, you can find a little arcade machine, and that arcade machine played Donkey Kong, the original original Donkey Kong. Nice. And we would spend hours doing that, just hours there playing a game yeah. within a game. Play, play yeah. the better game. Play the better. Exactly. Of the games. Exactly. They're giving you a better game. Why not play it? Exactly. I remember I did that in <laughs> in, uh, in Animal Crossing when, uh, when exactly all of those exactly. like, little old retro like Nintendo games. I was like, I'm gonna play golf again. <laughs> Yeah, hell yes. <laughs> Screw Animal Crossing. I have golf right here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, so you're N64. Um, you're playing. You know the highs of Mario. The the yeah. The lows. The that lows. You don't think are lows of of Donkey. Did you play Zelda? I did. Ocarina we played uh, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. I never even got into Majora's Mask because that came out so late in its life that I didn't even know that existed for a while. But yeah, we played uh, a lot of Ocarina of, of Time. But again, since we were kids and my dad... My dad is actually pretty good with video games and stuff like that. But at the time, maybe he just couldn't figure some stuff out. I'm sure if I could could go back right now I would be like yeah this is what you need to do obviously but that's another one of those games that we would always reach a certain point we were always rented I believe and reached a certain point and then we couldn't play anymore hmm. but I did play it I have a lot of good memories from the short maybe hour I played in that game okay and after that ever, like like when it when it has like relaunched on like stuff like the 3DS have you thought about going back to it it's one of the things I really want to do the most. Sadly, I don't have a 3DS, but I really want to play that game again. That, and uh, I, I, I wish I could have an N64, 
to play uh, Super Mario 64 every now and then. Because mm-hmm. it's my very first game, and so I wish I could do that. When I had it on DS, and that was certainly very nostalgic, like mm-hmm. going back to that. Yeah. And I've been that game a lot of times, but I just wish I could have an N64 and just go through some games. I might buy one someday, who knows? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, especially with like the rise of like retro stores and stuff, I've got like a couple around me that, that it's, yeah, I could just go and like grab pick up an Atari if I wanted to. I mean, I yeah, to pay a yeah. little bit for it. Um, but they're there. They're accessible. Um, it's accessible, yeah. yeah. It's it's possible I mean, to it's, do. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but I'll, I'll certainly be curious to see if, like, the the Switch brings stuff like that back. And you mm. play I hope so. There. I hope so. Yeah. We'll see kind we're going to talk... Happens. We're going to talk we're, a lot about a Super Mario Sunshine this episode, uh-huh. and yeah. that's one of those games... That I'm gonna tell a lot of stories on it, but that's one of those games that I really want to come back. I, I, I don't care if like if it's a remaster or something like that. I just want to be able to, if I buy a Switch, play it someday. Maybe like through, um, I don't know. Any, if they, I, I, if if I'm not wrong, they re-released Super Mario Galaxy 2 a while back on the uh, Wii U. Yeah. yeah, they released. Yeah, they re-released the Wii the Wii games, but I don't think uh, they ever brought Sunshine back from... No, uh, they haven't, and I really wish to... I really wish that could happen someday. Maybe an advanced version of the... Um, I forgot the name. Where you can play the NES games and SNES games. Uh, the Virtual Console? Yeah, Virtual Console. Maybe, okay. maybe Switch brings like a very advanced version of that. I don't know. I just really wish some games that I could uh, go back and play. But yeah, after my N64, that was probably the period that I remember the least and that I also played the least to completion because I was just a little kid. Didn't really finish a lot of games, but definitely played played around with a lot of games. I, I remember when we beat Mario 64, finally, it was like such a huge moment for that family. It was like the biggest accomplishments, accomplishment ever. Mm-hmm. Um... I just I just have little memories. I remember trying to figure out when you reach I believe it's the second Bowser uh like boss fight in the game where with the endless uh stairs. Uh-huh. I remember us like being baffled by it. I remember us like being like what do we have to do to reach this? Why is it like an infinite uh, staircase? And even after we figured it out, we just we were running run through it to see be like oh maybe the game actually lets you arrive there at some point if you go there for 10 minutes i was sit there for 10 minutes yeah. like looking at it being like it's gonna happen at some point i never did maybe if i maybe if i long jump at just the right moment i can i can go yes over that gap. exactly exactly yeah stuff like oh, that yeah exactly that. <laughs> yeah 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 and then you go and there's an invisible wall and you'd be like oh yeah. okay yep <laughs> exactly. You like you long jump and then you just f- like land against flat the and then fall it's down. It's the, the most disappointing feeling of all time. You're like, damn it. Oh, the yeah, game totally. Outsmarted me. I thought I was outsmarting it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, damn it. Those guys at Nintendo always think of everything. Miyamoto. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. And so, okay, so that's pretty much. I think that encompasses the N64 pretty well. Now. Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Okay. After after my N64, I got my Game Boy. 
That's pretty much very, very near. I think pretty much nearly at the same time. I got my Game Boy. Um, another game I really, really adore, and not that many people do, it's uh, Super Mario Land. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. a lot of people really like Super Mario Land 2, because it's, like, way better. But Super Mario Land 1, um, it's probably one of the most nostalgic things I can ever hear. If I, if I listen to the music of that game, I get immediately transported back to being on an airplane with my little uh, Game Boy playing that game. Never being able to really leave probably stage, I think, like, some like, World 2 or something like that, World, maybe World 3, maybe I got to World 3. But that was it. But I really love that game. And uh, I've been, I recently, I went on uh, to like listen to the music and watch some of the levels. And it's crazy because I was like really, really small. I was like probably four or five, something like that. Mm -hmm. But I remember that game and those levels and that music so well. It's, incre it's incredible. I was, I remember I was watching, not a Let's Play, but something like that. And I was watching it and then I remember, oh, if you climb up there, there's like a secret entrance and you can run over the roof. Like, I have no idea how I remember that because it's not like Super Mario 64 where I eventually played it a bunch of times again. I just played it then and then I lost my Game Boy or something and never played it again. But it's one of those things that's stuck in my mind for some reason. Yeah, just kind of form those formative memories. Your exactly. Your memories in those years, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I and the same kind of same kind of stuff with like Super Mario World or something. I could I could co I can go back to that after not having played it for 20 years and like I'll know exactly where to go to hit the certain exactly. blocks and the secrets and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And and be like, "Oh, uh, I see an enemy and be like, that that little snake always killed me and be and stuff like that, you know, like that mm -hmm. always got me. It always got me." And yeah, um I played a lot of that. I played a lot of Tetris too. A lot of Tetris, and I didn't. I the the weirdest thing is, I wasn't. I don't think I was the like the smartest kid growing up. Um, especially sort some things uh, like puzzle games. I later educated myself a little bit more, but as a very like beginning gamer, I wasn't good at that at that type of stuff, and I never really understood Tetris. I think, but I just loved it. And I'd never really, like, played it to clear the lines. I remember the first time I knew that was what you're supposed to do, like, put a line and it disappears. And I was like, whoa, I had no idea that's the game. I thought the game was just I stacking I, I stuff. I thought I was just building stuff. I, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. And that's what I did. I did it for hours on end. Hours on end. Just stacking stuff. And being like, oh, that's that's pretty looking. And that's, all right, yeah, that's great. Oh, it re it reached the top. I lost. Oh. Damn it! <laughs> but I loved it. Yeah, I really loved it. I, that's a weird uh, thing. <laughs> but no, um, uh, have you played uh, what is it? Tricky Towers, I think. On, yes, uh, I have. PSN, where that is like it is basically you're supposed to be building this stuff now. Yeah. It's, it's, Funny uh, thing is, I played that game. Uh, it was free on PlayStation Plus. I played for maybe like two hours. I was enjoying it, mm -hmm. but I finished that game. I was like, okay, I'm done. And I immediately wanted to buy Tetris, and I bought uh, Tetris Ultimate because, like, I had it on my mind. I was like, "Okay, I need to play Tetris. I love Tetris. Now I love Tetris, and I'm good at it." But back then, 
Not at all. It was just uh, Minecraft, yeah. pre-Minecraft. It's pretty much what yeah. Fetchers was for me. There you go. Uh, <laughs> then we go into our N64. Now, I'm on my phone because I'm looking N64 for very again, specific. Or, or oh, no, GameCube. 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 Okay. Sorry. Now, I'm on my phone because I'm looking for a picture, a very specific picture, of the day I got my N64. My, again, GameCube. Sorry. No Do you remember the video of the N64 kid that it went like super viral? Okay. Do Do you know that video? Uh, I, I mean, I like I've se- I'm sure I've seen a couple. Yeah, so it's basically a video went viral. It's called I think Nintendo 64. It's a little kid getting on Nintendo 64 for Christmas and just going like ape shit insane, just screaming and shouting. It was like it's a real cool video, but when I got my GameCube. And I, for reference, I didn't get my GameCube on launch. I don't think even launch year, because, like I said, Venezuela wasn't really, like, bringing the newest um, technology yeah, things. A couple years behind. Yeah, for me, a launch game is, like, Super Mario Mario Sunshine. But that's not a launch game, 60, uh, GameCube, like Luigi's Mansion is. And I also mm-hmm. love Luigi's Mansion, for sure. But... Here's a picture of... I found it. I'm just going to show it to the camera real quick. Of when I got my N64. It's one of my favorite pictures. I'm just a little kid. And I am just f- so full of joy. So adorable. Yeah, it's the most adorable thing ever. I was like so excited because I got this new machine. And I remember the back of the box so well. It had a picture of a Harry Potter game. It had a picture, I think, of like Twin Snakes. Metal Gear. He had a picture of Mario Sunshine, and I just looking at that and being like, "Wow, look at this!" And I was like, "Look at how pretty it is!" And look at Mario. He has like a new rocket, like a rocket thing. What's that? And just being impressed by it. And I got that with Super Mario Sunshine. So that was my introduction to uh, that game. I'm not gonna talk that much about this game because that's our next topic. Yeah, because it's we'll my favorite game. So go. let's just put a pin on Super Mario Sunshine, and then I'll Absolutely. be back to that. But yeah, at the same time that I got my GameCube, I got my Nintendo um, Advance SP. I never okay. got the Game Boy Adva- Advance like the regular one, GBA. Yeah. But I did get the SP. I got that in black, and Boy, 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 I love that thing to death. Um, one of my favorite games on that, it, weirdly enough, because I'm not a Ninja Turtles fan, but there's, there was a Ninja Turtles game on that, and I probably must have been that game at least, I'm going to say, 25 times. Wow. I could run th- uh, through that game in one day, because it wasn't really that long. Mm-hmm. It was just a beat-em-up, a side-scroller uh, beat-em-up. But I loved it. It was so, 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 so fun. I remember the boss battles, like, perfectly. I, I I knew that game. I knew every inch of that game, but I really loved it. Which turtle did you play as? I think in the game you could play as all the turtles, if I remember correctly. You could switch. But I usually, my favorite turtle to play as was Michelangelo. Okay. Yeah, it was party, just... Party dude? Party dude, yeah. The nunchucks and shit. Oh, it was fun, so fun. I remember his animation, I believe, instead of walking, or maybe it was like a special thing, but he actually like 
went like this with its nunchucks and flew. <laughs> kind of like nice. a helicopter. It was just so awesome to see this dude like that. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Just fantastic. So, yeah. I basically just had in, in every every step of the way, I had my uh, handheld and my like console, like home console. Usually, I had more games on the home console, and this here, like with the uh, GameCube, definitely, definitely, definitely had. I have so many games; it's incredible. Uh, before I, I moved out of my home, back then, I really wanted to take my GameCube, and I didn't because of really complicated reasons. And I'm like really upset about that because I want my GameCube. It's one of my favorite consoles of all time, easily. Because, you know, it's that, it's that console in the right sweet spot where I wasn't too young. I already could play games by myself and just, like, understand them and really beat them and get on them. So I had so many games. So many bad games, so so many good games, too. Yeah, I mean, that was, there was certainly, like, that era of, oh, yeah. oh like, they're just going to, they're where they're going to put everything out on, on console and they're going to have, like, movie tie-ins and they're going to be bad. Exactly. And you you know you're a kid, so if you see a game about a movie tying, that's what you want. You're not gonna yeah. be like, oh, I want this RPG. This seems cool. I never, I never in my life have played a Resident Evil game because I never was interested in that. I was like, Resident Evil. Why would I play that if I have SpongeBob SquarePants the movie video game? Like, what the fuck <laughs> exactly. are you talking about? There you go. Perfect. Dude, I have SpongeBob. It's can't, aren't you seeing like SpongeBob? Jesus. <laughs> but okay, on the GameCube, I played so many, so many games. Another one of my favorite games ever, which I was heartbroken to see like people hate that game. It's uh, Star Fox Adventures. Okay. Yeah. The reason why I totally understand and educated myself on why people hate that game. And I, I like I get it. It's not a Star Fox game at all. I get it. Mm-hmm. If I, the thing is that was my first Star Fox game, so that's what a Star Fox game was for me. But if I if I'd play Star Fox sixty four, I'm sure I wouldn't be like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. So I always use that that argument when people like hate on that game, and I'd be like, if you look at that game without the Star Fox branding on it. If you just imagine it's actually Dinosaur Planet and instead of being Fox McCloud, you're Fox, I don't know, whatever thing else, Fox McFoxy Face. That game's pretty good. That game's actually pretty good. Yeah, um, I'll give you that. Yeah, if, I, I think if, 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 if people took, like, didn't look at it as a Star Fox game and just went, like, forgave that, I think that game would be seen on a very different light. I have so many good memories of that game. And that's one of the first games that probably uh, transitioned me from being able to play myself to my dad playing it. So my dad, my cousin and I would sit and he would play most of the game, right? He Because we still weren't like good. But it was at a time where we could, if he was stuck on some part, we would take the control and be like, we got this, dad, don't worry about it. So that's the other way around by that time. There you go. Yeah, it's just Switch. And uh, we did, we have beat that game like probably three times. Because we were, we obviously didn't have that many games. And if you finished a game, you just went back and played it again. Um, that's a game I have a lot of good memories with. 
Did you ever play uh, Star Fox Adventures? I, it's that's one of those games I like. I'm sure I remember, uh, like renting from Blockbuster, like you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't own it. I didn't own it, but I'm sure like I had the Star Fox on Super Nintendo and, and N64. So I'm sure at some point I um, like I, I picked it up mm-hmm. in uh, in in a Blockbuster or Hollywood video or something like that. I remember, yeah, I remember that game very well. Like, I could probably give you the first three hours of that game, like, step-by-step, everything you need to do. I remember that from heart, because that's what we played through the most. Because, obviously, every time we picked it up, we didn't beat it. Sometimes we just picked it up and didn't pick it up for a month, and then begin again. And just being, like, repeating on that. Um, There was, like, a basically a motor uh, skiing part of it of the game where you had to like race there was actually a lot of parts in that game but the first one it's like in a snow mountain and that's one of those things that we would I would play one time and try to do this time right and like let's see if I can break 30 seconds and then we just reset it and my cousin will play that and then we reset it and my dad will play that so we had our own little mini game Mm -hmm. in the game nice yeah. Um. So okay. So that's it. Uh. Star Fox 64, Super Mario Sunshine, which I will go very, 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 very deeply with. Um. Let's see. Any other games? Oh. Uh. Sonic Adventures too. Okay. Was that your introduction Son- to Sonic? Yes, that was my introduction to Sonic. Now I should say I also had a Sonic uh, GBA game. Okay. I can't remember the name. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to look it up. I had it on my SB, and I really, really, really loved that game. But that that game was hard. I remember there was like a a whole level that was underwater. It was really tough because it was really, really easy like run out of breath. Yeah, oh, those, I think it was. Those are definitely. I mean, most underwater levels are the bane of gamers' existence, and exactly was certainly like one of the reasons for that growing up. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Actually, here's a game I had. It was Sonic. Advance two or maybe Sonic Advance one. Let me just just check, cause I need to like make sure I got the right game. No, it's Sonic Advance one, I believe. I, we had probably played two as well, but it was Sonic Advance one, and I I loved that game. That was very different, obviously, from Adventure, but that was a game I truly loved and played a lot. I remember when I finally beat it. It was. I was shocked because it was a. It wasn't an easy game by any means. But going back to Sonic Adventure, that was another game that I probably never beat. Cause that cause that game's longer than it, that you would expect. Um, I know pretty much all the. Probably seventy-five percent of the game, but there's a point where it's it gets like tiring. Like the actual, if you played through the campaign, even for us, at that point we would we could play anything and love it. But even us, we get like, okay, this is enough. But again, my cousin and I probably gonna talk a lot about him. He's my my brother basically. My cousin and I would really love uh, the whole chow mechanic. You know, that you could like grew and uh, train and basically like be the father of a lot of chows you could get. And there was a karate mini game and uh, like a racing mini game within that. So after you beat a, a stage, 
you basically go to this hub world. I don't know if you played that game. Okay, Have no, you? No. So yeah. Nope. You play you play a certain stage, right? If you if you're in a different mode than the like standard story mode. You beat a stage and after that it lets you know like you wanna go to the next stage or do you wanna go to the Chao world? And the Chao world is like this little hub world. Basically you're dropped and you have two doors. One of the doors sorry, excuse me. One of the doors is like a garden and the other door is a school. And that's it. Like the whole point of that game of that little hub world is for you to race uh Chao and get their points of up and breed them together so you can be like better and better at the mini games. Which are very simple mini games. One of the one of the mini games was just racing and it all you needed to do was get your child's uh, stamina as high as possible and you didn't even have to press buttons. It would only just be something you watch. And there's just a point in that game where you're so fast that you there's no way you're ever going to lose. But it was very simple, but it's somehow it was so appealing to us because you could basically give like a little chow, you give him a pet, you'd, you'd pet them, and then you give him like stuff to eat and special. It was it was very deep in a way and very not, it didn't really explain a lot to you, kind of the way like maybe Minecraft does it. But there was like certain fruit you could give the chow that could grow them in, sen in like specific ways if you're getting them like a purple apple they would grow their, their strength for example and depending on that the chow would grow and uh, like have another chow like a little egg and shit every every chow depending on what you fe fe uh, fed them had like different horns and different like colors and it was, we just spent so many hours on that really like a lot a lot a lot of hours mm -hmm. and it's still one of those things that even after we had had a a Wii and probably even a PS3 because we all he and I had the exact same consoles and handhelds forever because we we're brothers basically so we needed to have the same thing and if I bought a GameCube, then later he bought a GameCube. If I bought a DS, he bought the same DS, and we just kept kept going like that. And after we both got our PS3s, we had this little uh, beach house, beach apartment, more likely. More, uh, but we had this little beach apartment, and in that place, we left a GameCube. Because it's the console we grew up with. And we left it there, and all of our catalog of, game, of games there... And we would go to the beach, to that beach house for say a week, and pretty much all we did until like three was play game GameCube. And I'd say eighty percent of the time it was Sonic Adventure Two, the Chow whole whole Chow thing. Somehow we love that, and we still do to date. We do really, really love it. Nice. So I mean, like, okay, are, I mean like. The the memories with with uh, with your cousin definitely sent. I mean that definitely helps like cement why that stuff stands out. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, it for sure. He uh, he and I we have we spend so many hours on the GameCube. It's insane. It's that's why I think it's probably one of my favorite consoles because it was that time where we could play as many games as we'd like. We play them together and so many different games. I, um, 
that's definitely one of those that's very special because it never really ended. Because we could play through the whole Sonic campaign, and we usually started like that, but we would reach a certain point where we would be like, okay, we don't want any of this anymore. We have fun, but let's go to Chow, and that Chow will give us so many more hours. After that, another one I really played a lot as a kid was uh, Luigi's Mansion. Okay. That was one of those, those one, that's probably one of the few games that I rather play by myself. And I'm not sure why, but that game I never really played that much with him or with my dad. That one, it was when I got home and I was in my room all alone and then, then I would play Luigi's Mansion. And I beat that game, that's not a very hard game to beat, but I have a lot of cool memories with that game. It's, it's just a good game, like straight up. It doesn't give you that much replayability factor even when you're a kid as some like Super Mario Sunshine does or some of that's like a little more, more open. It's just more straightforward. But yeah, that's another game I definitely loved and played around with a lot. Yeah, it's one of the classics of the era. Oh yeah, for sure. And so with the GameCube, like I was saying, before I, I moved, I just looked at my catalog of games and I was like, impressed by actually how many games I had because I had this big 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 um sort of cabinet it was really big it was all filled to the top with uh GameCube games which is like I have no idea I had two you know that in the GameCube they sold like little little uh pouches where you could store the games the discs yeah, okay. mini discs yeah. They sold uh, those, and I think I had two, and both of them were like, they each had probably like 20 slots, and I had probably like 60 games on each, is easily. I had a lot of games. Nice. Another game is going to be the, probably the most random thing in, in the world. Another game I have a lot of memories with, because I think if Super Mario Sunshine was my first GameCube game, this is my second GameCube game. It's Jimmy Neutron. Boy Genius, the video game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why? I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> Were you a big Jimmy Neutron fan? No, I wouldn't say that I was, like, an especially big Jimmy Neutron fan. If it was on, I maybe would see it. It wasn't even my favorite cartoon. Not even close. Like, not even close. But it was there, and I got that game, I think probably, like, Probably something like my grandma bought me. It, it must have been something like that. But again, it, again, it's one of those things where the game is not great. Like looking back at it now, even I can realize, like, yeah, that game it wasn't that good. But it was we what I had, what we had, and yeah. we'd play I mean, the like shit when, out of it. When you're younger, you don't know better. Like you don't exactly. know good versus bad necessarily, or I mean, like, or you don't know what like the standards of good versus bad are. If you're having fun with it, you're having fun with it. Or you're exactly. teaching yourself to have fun with it because it's the only thing you have. Oh, 100%. And and that's why you, with certain games, like I, like I've said before, you sort of invent mini-games in, in, in the game. And with stuff like that, there was a, one of the first stages in that game is like a theme park. And you go through different uh, stages and different, like, one of them's a desert, and another one's up there is like a... Ma ma magic carpet and it was like a lot of different games it wasn't very good different stages but we was just 
play that over and over again and see what, who did the better time and who didn't fall because it's what we had. It's what we had to do. Yeah. Another one of those games that's like weird. Um, let me see if I can think of another like really big GameCube game. I think I those are not all the games, but I think that covers covers it pretty good. I think so. Okay. I mean, like, I, like I'm I'm sitting here thinking GameCube is one of those that I came to very late, and I had like a PlayStation Two and mm. uh, and an Xbox, like the the original Xbox at that point, and and the GameCube was actually the last of the consoles I got in that generation. So I'm thinking of some games that like I remember playing, like Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. Oh, I oh good thing you remember that. Just go go, go and I, I'm going to talk about that game because uh, like, that's another uh, one. Um, like Rogue, uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron was another, and hmm. and uh, and Beautiful Joe. I remember playing a lot of Beautiful. Oh, Joe. Beautiful Joe! I I never had that game, neither did my cousin. But I remember going to a friend's house, and he had it. And I was like blown away because that game has a lot of stuff going on yeah. while you're playing it. And I remember a couple of years after that, a Beautiful Joe show on Cartoon Network, I think. And I was like, oh, I didn't know this existed. I I did not. Yeah. There you go. So, so, so pa- uh, Paper Mario Thousand. Paper Year Mario. That that sparked a memory. <laughs> okay, so yeah, per- Paper Mario. Oh, there we Paper go. Paper Mario. And, yeah, sorry. sorry, I lost you for a second there. There we go. Paper Mario in general. We played the original Paper Mario on N64. Just going back real quick. We do. Uh-huh. We did play that game a lot, like a lot, for sure, a lot, and we loved it. We digged it a lot it's my first rpg that's that's what that game pretty much is for a lot of people it's like baby's first rpg it's not really like extremely tough and it's like the combat system is pretty easy easy and everything's like a baby's first rpg sort of an introduction to the franchise to the uh genre but the one i remember the most for sure is paper mario a thousand year door because that's one of those games that we would get stuck on a boss battle for probably without kidding three months, three months Ooh. in a row. Wow! I remember, I remember the yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember the um, there was a battle, uh, a boss battle that was a pirate. I think it's something yeah. like the fourth boss battle or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's around that. And I remember we. Us, I mean, us being stuck, stuck on that for so, so, so long, like incredibly long. I think, I think when I actually beat that, I already had my Wii. Cause that's wow. that's one of, that's one of the weird things. Since I bought my GameCube later than it came out, the Wii didn't come out like too after that, too much after that, you know? Right. Yeah. So I had I had a Wii and I had a GameCube. And what I, what what I did is that my Wii was at my home, I like my mom's home where I lived, because my parents are divorced like since I was two years old, so I don't even remember that. But I had the GameCube at my dad's home, and I go to my dad's house every weekend. He'd take me to school on Mondays, and I'd be so on. He, yeah, he'd go to my house every Friday, and he'd drop me off at school every Monday. That's how it worked. So every weekend I was with him, and that's where my GameCube was. And since we always bonded 
as like as a little kid on playing games that was something we always did back in the N64 days when I was with him on weekends one of the biggest things we did was play video games we actually set set out time for that it wasn't just like oh we have nothing better to do why don't we just play some games it was kind of more like okay so we're gonna go watch a movie and then we're gonna go home and play games and we're like okay we always did something like that and so uh, with my little cousin too because he was like I say basically my brother we'd always watch movies on Sundays Sunday mornings and then we play video games pretty much all day so yeah, I remember play, uh, playing uh, Thousand Year Door. It was one of those things that we, we'd given up on the game because it was so tough, that boss battle. And I remember we, I almost like every day that I could play N64, I'd play that boss battle maybe twice, lost, and then be like, maybe tomorrow. And I remember one day, one day, probably after not kidding, probably after three months of trying, I beat that boss battle. And it was one of those things where like, Call your cousin right now. I'm gonna go over it. We're gonna go over it and we're gonna keep playing that game. Cause it was like, we finally did this. You know, like, holy shit. And, yeah, and after that, there wasn't really another boss battle. We got really stuck on it. And after that, we beat the game almost immediately. Nice. Yeah. Those are, oh. I mean, those are certainly like the milestone moments where, uh, like, something uh something impressive and and monumental like that something that yeah. you only get in like gaming really is that that sense of accomplishment of exactly like yeah it's one of those wall. things it's one of those things that yeah it's that beating that pirate it's something i will never forget in my entire life nice. and uh after that in in st still going on a paper mario which by the way just let me put a pen on that such a fantastic game. Do you do? Did you play like? Did you beat it? Uh, Thousand Year Door. Yeah. 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 I, I beat that one uh, a few times. Yeah. That game's that it's game's probably my really good. My favorite of the series. Um, but I really I'd say so too. Paper Mario too, uh, as well. When that was yeah. On Wii. I I did really like that game a lot, a lot too. But yeah, uh, Thousand Year Door is such such a good game. Like really, our. Magnificent game! All, all the partners you get and the like, like friends—they were so different in combat. There was a lot of strategy to it, but yeah. it was simple enough that little kids could get it and be like, "Oh, actually, in this fight, it's better if we get this guy because this guy's better at doing this." You, you know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. Th that that kind of stuff. And uh, I remember a real funny story after we we beat the pirate. There was to let's like get to the actual thousand year door and get the last thing you needed to do there was a lot of really like really random stuff i don't know if you remember but one of the last things of the game is like you got to talk to this guy and then you got to talk to this guy and then you got to talk to this guy and you had to go like to these weird places you've been to and basically talk to specific people in order to get some information on something that will help you open the thousand year door mm -hmm. and i was like we had no idea that's what you had to do, and that's, I think, the only moment in the game where we actually opened the internet being like, okay, who do we need to speak to? Speak Because to? it was boggling our minds. It was like that. Just go to the uh, Sky Wrestling World and speak to this guy. And then we finally got to the... We got, finally got to open the Thousand Year Door. It's one of those things that 
my dad got genuinely, genuinely angry at me for this. We were going to, we had basically our last level up. And the level ups you could upgrade, I think, your life, your power, and something else. There was three things you could, like, upgrade. Yeah, it was like uh, health, uh, uh, like magic, and and your, yeah, it's HP, MP, or the flower points. Exactly. Or oh, the flower points. Exactly. That's exactly it. And so we had our last level up before heading into the thousand year door into the last boss battle. And I remember we were sitting, sitting there. He was like, you should upgrade your, uh, I think he wanted to upgrade my health. I was like, no, we should really upgrade our SP. That's what we need. And he, like a little discussion on that. And I've ended up doing what I had to do, what I felt like that was right. And that was not right. Cause we actually never beat the last boss. Last boss in, in the actual thousand year door, we never beat it. And if we had gone with what my dad told us to do, we would totally had have been it. And he was like genuinely angry. I remember him being angry at me, being like, I told you to do this and you did not listen to me. And now we can't beat the game because of you. <laughs> Way to go! Yeah, I I <laughs> I screwed that up for everybody. Oh well, you live and learn. Yeah, exactly. Another two quick games in the GameCube. Yeah. I'm gonna. I just remember, it's a uh, Super Mario Strikers, the soccer game. Okay. Yeah. And the baseball game, Super Mario All Stars, I believe is the name. That baseball game for uh for the GameCube. Is another one of those that we really synced a lot of hours into. Even my mom, I video games are something I relate to my dad way more than I do my mom. But that's one of those games that my mom got into with me, and we would get our GameCube. And even when I when we had the Wii, we would uh, put the GameCube disc in, and we would play that game for hours until probably like three in the morning or something like that. We would just play matches and matches. I was always Bowser, my mom was always uh, Donkey Kong, and my dad was Luigi, I believe, always okay. in that game. Yeah, like that's like our, because I don't know if you play that game, you can basically get a main, a main guy, you, you set up every position, and that's with mm -hmm. players in the, with like, characters in the Mario universe, and so basically I think your pitcher is like your main guy, it's like who your, uh, your team, your captain is. And we would just have the game on lockdown so hard that we would know the exact positioning and exact roster we wanted for each team. So I always went with this a specific roster and Diddy Kong over here and Bowser here and Bowser Jr. is catcher. I can still remember some of it. I remember Diddy Kong was center. Yeah, up, up center. Um... Bowser pitcher, Diddy Kong Jr., uh, Bowser Jr., catcher, and something like that. But yeah, that's another game that was really fun. Nice. I think we can finally move on from GameCube to the Wii slash DS. Okay. Did era. you have any other uh, SP games in that in that time frame? SP games? I, I was, I'm actually struggling a little bit to remember some. I don't know why, because I really did love that thing, but I'm trying to think. Uh, that Sonic game I talked about, uh, the Ninja Trolls game. Like, uh, you ever get into Pokemon? I actually, I'm gonna talk a little bit more about Pokemon, Pokemon on the uh, DS because 
Like my real first uh, Pokemon game was Diamond, Pokemon Diamond. But I did had have a lot of friends who had uh, like Pokemon uh, Emerald and stuff like that, and I would like borrow it, borrow it from them. I uh, Pokemon was always something I was very interested in, and but it, it was never something I owned until the DS. Even in the Game Boy, I had a friend who had a uh, Pokemon Red, and I I'd love that game too, but I never got it for myself. Makes sense. I, I'm somehow I'm struggling to remember some GBA games, but I, th- yeah, I think I think we we have with that. I also bought for a while before getting the DS uh, Game Boy Micro. Okay. I wish I still had that thing because that thing was awesome. Like a lot of people yeah. hate on it and it didn't sell very well, but that thing's so cool because it's like this. You could change the 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 face place little buttons were shiny I loved it because it fit in my pocket way better than the SP did I has tiny pockets <laughs> I remember I remember buying that in a cars racing game like cars a Pixar movie uh-huh yeah nice <laughs> oh cars oh cars not even the best of the Pixar movie not even close no, that's like one of the bottom of the list of oh movies. absolutely absolutely you go cars 2 and then probably cars yeah it's probably that's... the two worst Pixar movies I, I would agree with that well i haven't seen the good dinosaur but i didn't hear good things about that oh so yeah i haven't i didn't too so much yeah that's that could be it a lot of people <laughs> hate the one on like everybody was like universally yeah you can skip that one like, yeah no like like inside out yeah go watch it but the good dinosaur nah yeah. Yeah. So you can imagine how the game was. I I doubt oh, I yeah, even absolutely. had to. Again, I played it a lot, a lot, but I know it was bad. I I think I knew it was bad, even back then. But I had to do what I had to do. You gotta you gotta play with Mater and Lightning McQueen. I get it. Exactly, dude. It's what you gotta do. What else can I tell you? All so, right. So moving on to the the DS. DS. Let's go DS, into the DS. Yeah. I had a regular like launch DS, the silver really un- ugly thing, and I had a DS Lite. That's all the DS consoles I've had. I don't have a 3DS. I want one, but I'm not going to buy one because Nintendo Switch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I had I had both of those. Uh, again, we I also played a lot of that Sonic GBA game on the DS because you could just pop it in and be good. Yeah. But in compatibility things. Yeah. That was so nice. And in the Wii too. Like I played I I I'm probably mixing a lot of stuff up because I played a lot of GameCube games on my Wii. On the Wii? Yeah. yeah I I, did. A lot. I, I, like, like, I, I got my Wii and I was like, Oh, I don't need like it can play my GameCube games. I can just like trade in my GameCube then. Cool. Yeah. Another games I didn't so go like into the because one system I don't have anymore. Oh yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Another games I didn't really go into because like everything you can say about those games happens has been said. It's like Super Smash Brothers and uh Mario Kart. I was big on those games. Everybody knows why. Those are so good. Like Double Dash. Double Dash and Melee are probably the best the best um iterations of each fran- franchise. Like I think that's a great point. Like that's a f- fair point. But yeah, I'm not gonna go I, into I think that. There cause... are plenty of people out there that agree with you. Yeah, those are so good. Those are like top notch. But 
I I we I for some reason never had myself Mario Kart Wii, even though I loved Mario Kart. I had like a, another little cousin who did, and we all always played on his console. But I did have Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Now I'm gonna talk about Brawl and Pokemon Diamond, probably the most. And okay. I'm gonna mention a friend of mine, a childhood friend of mine called Alejandro. Now, Alejandro and I were nerds, like really big nerds. I think probably the biggest geeks in general in, in school. Not that many people play video games, and it was hard to find somebody that really was into it in the level you were, mm-hmm. in the level I was. Are, um, are you still in Venezuela for all of this? No. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Back then, I'm totally, I totally am. Okay. Yeah, I was. So... Okay. Back there, uh, not that many people were into video games. Like, maybe when I was a teenager, some people played Call of Duty, and I, and I was very into Call of Duty, like competitive with my friends for a while. But nobody was really a big, a big gaming general guy, you know. I I I used to get like a pseudo Nintendo Power, like around that GameCube uh, era. I, I can't even remember the name of the magazine. It's not an official magazine, but it's a, a like a Spanish, like a Spanish Nintendo magazine, and that's I have a, a drawer full of those. Every time I went to a newsstand, I'd buy one, and that that was the way I knew what games to buy. I didn't read articles, like not even close. I didn't know I, IGN existed. N- didn't know like games media was a thing. I just opened that magazine and looked at the pictures and go, and go this game looks awesome. I want this. Nice. Yeah, and um, this this kid and I, Alejandro, we were really good friends. And I so I go to his house a lot and we play Smash Bros., uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl so much. I was probably in fifth grade by this point, by the way. Yeah, fifth grade sounds right. So I was in fifth grade and uh, playing lots of Super Smash Brothers, just a lot. But that that's pretty standard. And in terms of Pokemon, that was the first time I like I said that I got a, a Pokemon game. And so my cousin and I, being again having the same games, I had Diamond, he had Pearl. We so we were able to trade and have like, you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> it's Pokemon. Ba- battles and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And we he he has always been a lot more uh computer like friendly than I am. He always fa- find weird, weird weird stuff online because we the way we bonded and the way we grew up together was playing video games and just being on the internet in general. We grew up with so many things that looking back are like, how the hell are we not uh, murderers? Because, <laughs> no, really, we watched Akira, for example, the movie Akira, when we were probably some, like, nine years old. It's like, you, that's not a movie for nine-year-olds. Not at all. Eh. eh <laughs> whatever. And there's a lot of stuff, like, a lot of stuff I can go back from the internet and tell you, like, I have no idea how... Like, our parents didn't know we were watching this stuff. We have, should have not been watching or doing this stuff. But we eat it. Because, hey, you couldn't stop us. And he found a way to hack Pokemon. 
like on our DS's. We had to just connect it and something would download. And basically what it did is give us infinite rare candy. And if you know, you can like uh, level up your Pokemon by giving them rare candy. And yeah. we had infinite rare candy. That's all we did. We could have done so many other stuff, but that's all we did. We only wanted the rare candy so we can uh, evolve our Pokemon. So we would get a Pokemon and immediately evolve it to its last level, final evolution, boom. I have a kick-ass Pokemon over here. And we would literally sit there for hours, like just hitting A. Hitting A, hitting A, hitting A, so the Pokemon would get to the highest level. The like I, I I was writing something about Destiny earlier and so I'm immediately having flashbacks to the loot uh, cave from when Yeah, it's you're it's like, the grind. You're you're the you are the kind of person that would just be fine just standing there and shooting it at a black hole. Yeah, one hundred percent. The progression. And that and that's what we did. Yeah, exactly. We're totally cheating game and it would have been just like 500 times more fun to actually get there like playing the game but we felt so good because like we're cheating the game we look at how how cool my pokemon are so the actual game of pokemon wasn't that big for us because what we did is like okay we have this pokemon now let's get to the last level and be like okay there's apart from the legendary pokemon there's a god pokemon a special god pokemon you can get i remember i can't remember the name but it's like a kind of a white gear yeah. Again, I'm sure people remember. That's like, in Pokemon lore, it's like the god of Pokemon. Is it Diaga, I think? Uh, correctly. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Yeah, because I know Palkia, it's... I think yeah, that's the legendary like the pearl. One. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so in those games, there's... I think there's like four legendaries you can get. You can get like the big dog and Diaga... Those are like the the ones on the cover, and then there was obviously a third Pokemon game that came out later. Uh, I can't remember the name. It was Diamond, Pearl, and uh, Platinum. Platinum, Platinum. You're right. So in Platinum, there was another legendary, and you could also get that in uh, Diamond and Pearl, but you had to go through a bunch of, of stuff. So we had that Pokemon. We had two of the legendaries each. That was probably gone by hacking, I assume. We had the God Pokemon. We had like a lot of very rare Pokemon in that game, and that so that's basically what we did. And this kid Alejandro did that too, on his own. And so we really bonded over like having a starting uh, like six six Pokemon of just insanity, being all of the like all of the uh, legendary Pokemon and God Pokemon and this like. The most amazing roster of Pokemon you can see, and we would fight, and that's we would do that for hours on end. Just him at home, me at home, like being on the phone and being like, "Okay, let's fight," and that's it. So that's definitely a game that I never played the way you were supposed to play because I just cheated a lot. But I had so much fun with that game. That's I have so many good memories with that. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so in terms of that, that Pokemon uh, Diamond, it's definitely a really big one on my list. Another one on the DS list is uh, New Super Mario Brothers. Okay, yeah. New Super Mario Brothers was like, oh my god, it's it's such such a good game. It's such a return uh, return of form. Which, by the way, I should put on a pin on probably people are thinking like 
because it's obvious that I've never played like S NES or Super NES because I was like born way after all that. But mm -hmm. it's it's a funny story because one time I was in my aunt's one of my aunt's uh like room and I was just I was just a kid and was just curious looking around uh, her ha her like her stuff in her closet and I found a drawer that had an NES and an SNES and a bunch of games and I was like I think that's probably when I was playing GameCube still I was like what are these and, and she explains like oh yeah these are these are Nintendo before what you have I was like oh I have no idea this this existed she's like yeah let's play some games and so I played real real Super Mario Brothers Super Mario World um, F Zero I think a, a lot of games like that so I definitely did touch base a little bit on those and I Super Mario World was one of those games that I played a lot on the on that as SNES and so when new Super Mario uh, Brothers came out it was it was another one of those that at the time everybody like every everybody had it it's one of those games that at school even though most people didn't really have a Wii they did have a DS and they did have that game and like everybody had it and I remember so many playground stories of oh if you do this and this and this you get a special world 10 and you're like oh really you do so that's another game that just I played a lot I, I beat that game probably twice but I probably played the first five worlds of that game so many times like oh my god so many times and now it's when things get a little murky because in terms of the Wii some of the games, the biggest games, like I said, Super Smash Bros. Brawl and Guitar Hero 3. Guitar Hero 3 okay. is probably the other game that, like I said, I played with my mom, which was didn't happen with every game, but like the Super Mario All-Stars, the baseball game, and Guitar Hero 3 is one of those that we would get home and be like, we're going to play this all day. And I was, so, I was really good at uh, Guitar Hero. I had this cool party trick when I played behind my back feeling like a real rock star and play nice. games behind my back play songs behind my back and stuff like that and cool it's the Wii my first game for the Wii I remember was Open Season the game do you know what Open Another Season the movie great, is? I, I remember I remember Open Season the movie uh, I remember like images of Open Season the movie mm. yeah so I had that game that was my first game so you can imagine that it's a quality game, one of the best games in the hardware. Absolutely, classic. Oh yeah, classic, classic, classic game. game. Actually, the way my grandma, my grandma was the one that gave me the mo most of my gaming consoles. The way she gave it to me it was super tricky because I went to another cousin's house who I just basically met, and he had a Wii. He, his family in general, his side of the family had like more money, and so he had an Xbox 360, a PS3, and a Wii. He had a Wii, and I was like, oh my god, you have a Wii, I still don't have a Wii, let's play some games. And we played Wii Sports and a ton of games, and then that exact day when I got home, my grandma was like, oh, can you find me uh, something in the kitchen? And I went to the kitchen, and boom, there was a Wii. A Wii with a Wii Sports and uh, open season. So, obviously I played what a lot what of... What a weird Wii bundle. <laughs> oh yeah, that's... That one you can't you can't buy that bundle everywhere. That's like a very very special bundle. Like <laughs> oh my god, open season! I remember that game. Like I remember that game very well. 
Ah, God. I have, I have like four or five Wii games that I got like when when uh, like when I got my Wii or that that my family gave me that mm. were like, you know, ten dollar games that they got at a Costco or something like that in like totally. the super bargain bin. Oh, they gave we had so many games them. like that. Like Super Monkey Ball, I think is the one that I like. I recognize the most, but I still never like. It's still in its wrapping. I never opened it. I've got like two or three others. Like, <laughs> like straight up. One one of them is a Sonic game. I know. I remember. Where I was like, nope. That's I'm not playing that one. No, no. Um, but yeah, it's I. That's I. I'm sure I could find them somewhere over like off off camera. But yeah, it's uh, good, oh yeah, good memories I, of, of I have games that I. Yeah. I mean, like, I even got to, like, I, I had Wii for a while, including those games which I never played, and then by the time I put my Wii away, like, um, I got Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword, but I never played either of those either. Oh, really? Twilight yeah. Princess, funny enough, Twilight Princess is the first, I think, the first Zelda game I owned, because Ocarina of Time, I I just rented, and my, my cousin had... Diminished cap, which is and did you not weird... play Wind Waker on on GameCube? Never, I've never played Wind Waker never. in my life, and I really want to okay. play that. Another DS game in terms of Zelda I really loved it was the Phantom Hourglass. It's one of those that people really don't like that much, but I do, because I remember going with his friend Alejandro and being like, "Oh, there's this little island right here." Because Phantom Hourglass, it's basically uh. A toned down version of Wind Waker in the sense that you do have a boat and you like you have found find islands but you only move with the stylus that's like your movement which was a very dumb choice but the that sense of like exploration that uh, Wind Waker gives you so did Phantom Hourglass to a certain level and being like, oh, I found this weird island and did you know that if you cut the grass, all the grass in this island, a new island appears and you get a golden fish and, and that golden fish gives you a special cannon and all this thing, these things I'm telling you are 100% true. They are in mm -hmm. the game. I remember it because I remember doing it. I believe it. Oh yeah, and so, Twilight I mean, Princess. Like from from the first game, Zelda has always been about hiding things in there that you would never think to find. Exactly, exactly, and I think there was I think there was an island on that, on that game that had a shape. I can't remember what the shape was, but I remember like my friend Alejandro being like, "Dude, this is totally." Well, let's say it's the Mario. It's not like I I can't remember what it is, but it's like yeah. This is that shape, and I was like, "Oh my god, mind blown!" Like, "Oh my god, my world has changed." Little Nintendo Easter eggs. Oh yeah, and Twilight Princess is another one of those games that not that many people. I like a lot of people like that game a lot, but a lot of people dismiss it a lot. And Colin uh, Moriarty has defended that game a little bit, and just not for the uh, like uh, wiggle controls, because obviously those are pretty shitty. But other than that, I played it on Wii. I I I, def I will defend that game until the day I die because it's it's not not no longer the thing of yeah I didn't really know if it was good or bad I could tell like what was not that good about it but that game I, I can defend that game so hard I that game to me is like really 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 special that's such a good game a sense of of exploration in that game and improvement and 
it's just so amazing and there's so many like like you said Zelda's is all about like hiding stuff and there's so many hidden stuff you could do in that game that mm-hmm. just like being from talking with my friend and my cousin and being like oh did you know that you could do this and be like oh my god are you serious i didn't know that and having a game within a game being like oh did you know that if you break this rock you find this new town where you have a special store that gives you like more cool stuff and I was like I have no idea where is this rock I need to blow this rock up right now I I love uh, Twilight Princess I, I definitely do the beginning of that game is weird uh, especially when you have to like they force you to turn into the wolf that's probably mm-hmm. the worst part of the game because through the, through the beginning of the game there's like I think three towns where you're like only the wolf and you have to be the wolf you have to like find certain stuff but after a point it gets to the point where it's like more of a regular Zelda game, so it's just like, yeah, go to this uh, temple, and that game is so good. I remember, kind of like Ocarina of Time, like people hate the water temple because it's so hard. The water temple in Twilight Princess is so hard. Like, I, I've gone through probably all of those, in to all of the temples a lot of times, and every single time, let's let's say I played that temple eight times. Every single time, I, I believe it's always oh, the third temple, the uh, uh, water temple. Every single time I play that temple, I would get stuck in it, even though I already beat it. Like I have no idea what to do. Um, yeah. yeah, that game's that game's really cool. I think that's that's one of the first games I believe that I don't know gave me a sense of exploration and like finding things that I didn't feel like I caught before because I never played Wind Waker and stuff like that. I remember. One of my be- biggest memories with uh, Twilight Princess is there's a temple that's the, uh, I can't remember the name. I kind of want to say it's the Temple of Time, but I'm not sure, like, named a- after the uh, the Ocarina of Time temple, but I-, I still can't remember. It's the temple where you find the Master Sword. That's what I can tell you in that game. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Temple of Time would make sense then given the lore, but yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's one I, I skipped, so... Yeah, I believe that's see. the name of the temple. It's something like the seventh temple or something like that, but I believe it's the Temple of Time. If I'm wrong, just let me know. But I believe that's the name. And let us know in the comments below. Yeah, let us know. The, the cooler thing about that game is that it's located right next to the first temple, the Earth Temple. So basically, in the beginning of the game, you go into the Earth Temple, and the whole... How that temple works is that you have to like free up monkeys because you need to make like a big line of monkeys so you can swing around places. It's just like really weird, and you have to like go into different rooms and free up the monkeys until you have enough monkeys to go to the next section and over and over again until you finally get to the last boss. And the way you go to the Temple of Time is that I think like a monkey appears one of the one of the monkeys in like a totally different place in the game, like. You, the original temple is over here and you're over here like really far away and a monkey appears and you have to follow it and it leads you to the same spot right before the temple and now you have an ability that you didn't have to like warp through something and you go you go you go basically imagine like the temple was over here like if you go upstairs right over here there was a little like, like a little view you didn't think much of that but if you had this ability, you could go to that and eventually get to the Temple of Time. 
And I was just so blown away by that. Like, oh, wow, they hid this right in front of me. It's like not a uh, different location. It's like not a special world. It's right there where it was like hours ago. And now I'm here and I'm finally going to get my Master Sword. And I just love that. I, for some reason, that, that really, uh, you know, stayed with me. So, okay, uh, probably going way too long on this. Um, no, no, no. So, so we've covered, uh, so far it's been all, pretty much all Nintendo. Yes. Um, like, did you, when did you get into any of the other stuff? So, exactly. Uh, PS3 you mentioned? PS3 was the first time I got another console. Console, and I'm going to get into that, because the Wii, I loved my Wii, but the Wii just, there was a point where the only game I could buy was, like, Party Games 3. It was just a po- it hit a point where it's like, okay, n- there's no longer good stuff coming out from from this console. Like, I can't really look at this and say I'm getting everything I need from this. And so, just to finish off with uh, with the Wii, another one of those big games. Um, damn, I just forgot. I was thinking about it. Um, I obviously played uh Mario Kart Wii a lot. But like Twilight Princess was one of those, and uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii. I also had. I didn't like it as much as the DS one, but I liked it. And uh, I just thought about this game, and I think I forgot. And if I forgot, we'll move on. We can come back to it if you remember it. Yeah, I'll probably remember it somehow. Well, but okay. That's pretty much I, I believe what I have with the Wii. Um. It's definitely my least favorite uh, Nintendo console because it's it, it it was so good at the beginning. It had so many good games, and then it just started being so many shovelware games on it, and it just threw me off, and I didn't want that anymore. Yeah, what I used to I mean, do. That's what hit. That's what hit most of us. Yeah, like the gimmick sucked everybody in, and then nothing really like fulfilled the gimmick further. So everybody kind of got tired of flailing their arms. Yeah, around. I just remembered what I was going to talk about. Um, yeah, okay. It's it's one of these these things that my world was really shaking for a while, and that's Mario Galaxy One, Super Mario Galaxy One. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a that's a good one to remember. The Super Mario Galaxy One specifically. I I've played both, but I played I've played one and beaten one way more than uh, two. Even though a lot of people prefer to, I definitely prefer one. That's one of those things where I play that game a lot and beat it a lot because it's not a hard game at all. Beat it a lot. Got, I think I, I there's a point where I 100% of that game. I remember you can even unlock Luigi and get some special stars and there's a hub world when you could get. It's like, it has a lot of, like you like you'd expect from 3D Mario games, it has a lot of stuff you can do to get like you. To get you like extra yeah, I mean, it was stars a, it was and stuff like that. a great successor to like Super Mario sixty four. Super Mario Galaxy. Um, that's one of those things where my my world was definitely rocked for a little bit. I that's it's so good in doing what three uh, D Mario games do in certain terms of having like little special extra like a bonus stars that are really fun to get and being like, oh, did you know if you could do this, you can actually unlock unlock like a new planet or something like that like it does that that's so good which is one of the reasons why at super mario games especially 3d mario games are some of those that you can play over and over and over again and still have a lot of fun 
And that's one of the things I remember when I, was, when I was a kid. I always said Super Mario Sunshine was my favorite game of all time. And I remember playing Super Mario Galaxy and being like, Hey guys, I remember telling my dad and my cousin one, one day, be like, I think I like this game better than Sunshine. It's like, damn, like that's incredible. Like I'm really saying that. Now I, I, I like Sunshine better, I think, because of the memories. It's probably my favorite. Galaxy, I think, is a better game. But I would say Sunshine is my favorite. But Galaxy, Super Mario it, it Galaxy... It wins on nostalgia points. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Nostalgia just gives it a head, uh, a, little, a little bit of more points in my mind. But Super Mario Galaxy is such a masterpiece. Really, like, such a good game. And Yeah, it's just basically that. I, I just remember, remember sitting down one day and be like, I think this, is, this might be my favorite game. It's really good. So, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a worthy, worthy entry to the top of a list. Oh yeah, no, it's so good, and it's definitely my list of favorite games now, which is, yeah. it's just funny because if you'd, if you take a look at my favorite ten games of all time, probably three or four of those are three D Mario games. Like they're all on yeah. my list. Like I, I don't think I could knock any of those out of the way because they're so good. It's. It's interesting. I'm enjoying this conversation in particular because I know your love of Tim Gettys, and so hearing you talk about Mario and Sonic <laughs> and Star Fox, I'm like, oh yep, yeah, just, oh yeah, you're just checking off all those boxes. It's one of those, all those things. Tim boxes. It's one of those things that when you see like Tim talking about stuff, I'm being like, yes, dude, yes, yes, 100. percent I think one of the only things and you just you just missed out on Crash Bandicoot. That's that's, that's I... really where we. Actually, yeah, I never, I never had a PlayStation, but I remember my aunt had this uh, like building, and we made friends with a little kid in the building, and he had a PlayStation, which was like the big console. Like, if you had a PlayStation, only people really had a PlayStation was like Big Brothers or something like that. And you, our friends didn't really have PlayStations. It was weird if you had one. We played Nintendo. It was like way more expensive, and we didn't have the money. And so, if you had a PlayStation, we were either like really rich. Or you were had like a big brother, and I remember him having a PlayStation, and we played a lot of Crash. I I, I remember playing a lot of Crash. I think it was Crash Two maybe, and I I had a lot of fun with that. I believe I remember I remember like one day being like, oh, we had this game. It's kind of like Mario, but it's but it's not the same because it's 3D. And I, I remember having fun with that game for sure. Yeah. All right. But, so back back ahead to uh, to, the to Wii. any any last memories of uh, Super Mario Galaxy. Okay. So in terms of Super Mario Galaxy, yeah, yeah, I remember. I just remember going and reading the back of the of that game, of like of of the case in the game, and I just remember seeing the power ups, like coming from from Super Mario Sunshine, which is a game that doesn't really have that many power ups, and neither does really uh. Super Mario 64, like, Super Mario 64 had some things, like, you could be Metal Mario, but it yeah. wasn't really, like, power-up focused. And I remember, so like... Like, Metal Mario and Wings and... The Wings, yeah. Was there... An, uh, I feel like there was another one that um, that's escaping me. Yeah, there was no flower in, in, in Mario yeah. 64. And no. Sunshine definitely doesn't have any power-ups. Sunshine just has different uh, rockets. But yeah, I remember like being like, "Oh my God, you can be a boo!" Like I remember be that blowing me away because I, for some weird reason, I've always been a really big fan of Boo. It's one of those things that okay. I don't know why, but it's one of my favorite characters in that world. It's kind of like Greg Miller, who really li- loves uh, Dry Bones. Yeah, 
I really love Boo. I really love Boo. And I, as a kid, I like loved, loved, loved Boo. I, I don't know why, but I loved it. And so yeah, that that's pretty much the Wii for me. And that's about the time where a lot of people already had like the bigger consoles. You know, the Xbox 360 or the PlayStation 3. And one of the few things I remember of actually enjoying myself playing a non-Nintendo console before I actually even looked into it is uh, a friend of my cousin, like my cousin's best friend, like, this is the same cousin I'm talking about. We should, I should probably tell his name, I've mentioned him like probably like 500 <laughs> times this show. His That's, name's Stefano, okay. his name's Stefano, Ste I call him Teto. Everybody in the family comes as Teto. T-E-T-O. Okay. Stefano Teto. That's correct. So he and I had a, well he, mostly he, had a friend who had a PlayStation 2. And I remember one, one day him bringing over the PlayStation 2 and we started playing God of War 1. That's one of those games that absolutely blew me away. I was like, this game is so awesome. I was a little kid. I was seeing a lot of blood and a lot of uh, one or two scenes with nudity, but it was so awesome. It was something so different from what I was used to. Because in Nintendo, you're not going to play a game like God of War. That just embraces no. gore and, and it's so violent. And so seeing that for the first time, I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I think we beat that game in a weekend, all, all the three of us together. And I was absolutely in love with that game. But by then, I really didn't know what a PlayStation 2 to PS3 was. I didn't even really know that... The PlayStation and the Xbox had exclusives, like Nintendo did. Like, I knew you wouldn't, you couldn't play uh, Mario on a PlayStation. Alright, so Infamous. Um, Infamous, one of those games I saw, fell in love with, found out it was an exclusive, so I went like, okay, I want to buy a PlayStation Three, and so I did. I bought a PlayStation Three. I didn't even have an HD TV by that point, so it's not like I did it because of that. I just loved it and and I bought an HDTV probably like three months after I bought my PS3 something like that but basically I wanted uh, my PS3 and I wanted to have like God of War because that's what I played I didn't even know that was a PlayStation 2 thing I was like oh it's a PlayStation I can obviously play it because I know if I thought it, that backwards compatibility or something like that, but I didn't have this PlayStation mind. I was just a Nintendo guy. Hey, the Wii can play GameCube. Why couldn't uh, the PS3 play God of War? So I bought that, and luckily there's uh, there was a God of War, uh, the remaster collection. Yeah. And so that's what I bought. I played those two a bunch of times. I really love that franchise because that franchise was... 100% my introduction to PlayStation in general. I had played uh, Crash Bandicoot before, but it was never something that grabbed me enough to like be like, oh, I want a PlayStation. I, w I want to mo know more about this. And God of War was what did that for me. And so we got into the PS3, which is when I... Oh, okay. Yeah, we went said. to the... Yeah, got scared for a sec. We go to the, to the PS3, which is, I think, what we can call modern times, because it's a time where I already was playing, like, okay, HD games, like, 
the it was just last gen and when i found out ign was a thing that existed and started like following that and listening to beyond and and just it's it's when i started being more of a person i am today and be like oh i didn't know that this is a thing you can do this is like there's people whose jobs is to just review this and be, be like oh and now there's a show a radio show i can get every week where they discuss stuff like that so that's when I really got into PlayStation as a whole. I think it's probably thanks to Beyond. That's when I got into like, oh my god, I, I really want to play this. And Naughty Dog, what's that? And they make really good games. And they make Uncharted. And I, and I actually, I bought Infamous for, uh, I bought my PS3 for Infamous. And I never played Infamous until like really, really late into the PS3's life cycle. Like, mm -hmm. it was probably... Maybe some like maybe a year before buying my PS4 before the PS4 came out, so probably 2012 is when I really played uh, in the Infamous One and Two, which I absolutely adore. Mm -hmm. So I was just starting to get into it and starting to know developers in it and be like, oh, these guys make this, and oh, let me play Uncharted. Which, by the way, I played Uncharted like the the reverse way. I played Uncharted three first, then two, then one. That's that's an interesting take. How that, yeah. how's that experience? It's actually great. It's f uh, awesome. I love Uncharted. It's one of my favorite franchises, and I played okay. it backwards until four. But th what uh, happened it's, it's, is, I, I definitely find it having like gone back and, and replayed all, all three of them for the in the uh, the collection not too long ago. I definitely found like one really hard to go back to. Oh yeah, it is. It is after after having two and three kind of better established the control oh yeah way the better game. the thing is the thing about uncharted is that you can play any of those games by themselves and they're totally fine except yeah. four uh, i mean even four i feel like is probably probably fine as a standalone you it get is. more impact if you've if you've played the other exactly because you have more history with those characters but exactly in the, in the same way that like you enjoyed three fine without the history of Nate and Elena and Sully going into going into that. Mm -hmm. um, Correct. I, I think it's the same. I think introducing Sam in four kind of helps do that. Oh yeah. You're getting, you're getting like the first story with this person. Um, Absolutely. As kind of a your your buy-in character. Mm-hmm. And but one of the cool things I I think I have like a different perspective on it because yeah if you play I think four is a game that really like you get the most out of if you play the previous ones i think you can play three fine i mean that twist at the beginning where you play as no, as young nathan drake won't hit you as hard but after that everything becomes pretty good because when sully dies in uncharted 3 even though i've never played with sully before i was like oh my god this guy's dying this guy's awesome i don't want him to die because the entire mm -hmm. three is about him so i already cared yeah. about him didn't uh, didn't care as much as maybe some other people did because he played like with the previous games but my i think i have like a cool perspective on it because i played three right play three a lot it's one of my favorite games i've been that game it's not bleeding again uh i've been that game a lot of times like an incredible and impressive amount of times i've been that game i played it through a lot because again even though i already have a ps3 and i like listen to beyond and stuff like that and I'm what I am today I still live in Venezuela I'm about to move but I still live there and video games are really expensive 
and it's hard to get money. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, okay, I have a couple of games. The way the way I basically did with uh, PS3 and a lot of time for PS4 is that on birthday on my birthday, which is in April and Christmas, actually my birthday is the same as Greg Miller. Fun fact, oh, uh, nice. April 27th. Yeah. Um, basically, what I did was ask for like my entire family for PlayStation Store gift cards, and we get a lot of money. I would get like probably 300 maybe 400 dollars in each of those so that and i was like okay it's i i would like make a list i'd be like okay in april i'm gonna get probably this amount of money from this people and this people and these and this people and these are the case the games i want so I, what i would do what i would do is like okay it's april i have 360 dollars and i want these games and i pre-ordered all of them i'd be like okay batman for just a sake because the, I think the last batch I did that for before I really got a job and all that was uh, when The Witcher 3 and Batman came out. I think that's okay. probably... And I was like, okay, so Batman comes out in October and Witcher comes out in November, so I'm going to pre-order them in April. And I'm going to play them then. And same thing with like Metal Gear Solid Five. That's So that's what I did. But in the waiting times for that, I had to like go back and play stuff again. And in, in my PS3 days, I played a lot of Call of Duty with with my friends. That's the, the only thing they played. It's such a weird thing because, like, casual gamers don't understand, at least in my experience, anything other than Call of, Call of Duty. You go, like, to show them any 2D game and go, oh, yeah, it's a Mario game. It's like, well, no, it's actually very different. But all they played was Call of Duty. And I actually like Call of Duty a lot because I think the the gameplay is fantastic. And I played probably every Call of Duty until up until Black Ops Two. Black okay. Ops Two was the one that we really played a lot, like the multiplayer. We were mm. pretty good at it. We had a squad. We had strategy. Like we one of the guys is, is which was what like the better guy, the better player. He was like really into MLG and watching that stuff, and so he like okay, this is our strategy for this map, and we were a team. And that was super fun. We spent a lot of hours doing that. And fun fact, I recently bought Black Ops 3 because I just felt like playing a good sh- multiplayer shooter again. Uh-huh. And we ca- kind of got the squad together for a little bit. It was fun. But cool. in what I was going uh, for in Uncharted, which I deviated uh, to from... The thing is, I play three, right? And Chloe is in that game, and so is Sully. Well, Sully is almost not in that game. He's in that game for like a little bit. In Uncharted two, in two, in Uncharted two, yeah, okay. Yeah, in two, he's just there for a little bit. But the cool thing is that okay, I play three. I really like this uh, Sully guy who was there for me throughout the whole game. He's like my favorite character ever. Elena is awesome. I love her. And, and and that's the thing. It's like, oh, they're together. Okay. And I can assume they had trouble in the past, but I didn't exactly know why because I didn't play like two or one. I didn't know how they met each other, how they met or anything like that. But I'm like, okay, it's fine. I actually even thought that uh, Marlo was like a villain in all the games, I assumed. Because Uncharted 3 like goes like they know each other so well as like enemies. Like I was like, mm-hmm. oh, she's probably the like the big bad guy of the franchise, and she's just after him again. And so, I play two, 
I begin to after loving Sully and seeing just a little bit of Chloe, because Chloe is on Charlie 3 a little bit. And then being like, oh, okay, we're in this, and then uh, suddenly the, after, I believe, yeah, after Nate goes to jail in Uncharted 2, and then boom, yeah. Sully appears. And that was such an awesome moment for me. I was like, oh my god, that's Sully. I love Sully. Like, that's, he's, he's here from that. And it was like, oh, he's so awesome, yes, and he's just there with you for, like, one mission, for one, one part of the game, and then he's out. He's like, yeah, I don't want part in this. And I was like, oh, I was sad for that, but then, boom, Chloe. Well, Chloe's actually in the beginning of the game. I was like, oh, okay, so Chloe's actually what Sully was to me in Uncharted 3, where he, where it's like a new character that's with you throughout the whole way. For, for most people, Sully isn't new, but for me, Chloe and Sully were new by the time I was playing them. So I got that, like, that weird perspective. I was like, oh, I, I can get, understand more behind Sully and understand more, I mean, behind Chloe. And I was like, okay, that's awesome. And I was like, I don't need to go back into one. I was sure about that. I played, I beat two a lot of times. I beat three a lot of times. I knew one was hard to go back to. And I never played one until the Nathan Drake collection came out. And I played it a while back. And they did fix a lot of the, uh, like, uh, issues it had. Because I, I, I never played it for myself. But I did, like peek around it and I knew that throwing grenades with, with like the controller and stuff it was with the uh, movement it was super weird but I enjoyed one too it's definitely the worst out of them but it was so nice to see how Drake and Elena met, Elena met mm. after going through so much with them and like finally knowing how they met it, it was like super cool yeah I mean also in that because you know from the future games that Sully's still around, you like the the swerve at the beginning of that one where you think he's dead because he gets shot. Yeah, um, that doesn't really have much impact. I imagine. Oh no, not at all. You're like, oh, what's going on with with this? And and I think there's a point where like Elena doesn't trust Sully and be, and she's like, no, she's gonna he's gonna betray you. And you're like, no, he's not. Because I already knew. I was, it's, it's Sully. He's not going to do that. And there's a part in the game where it seems like he's being shady. And you're like... And, and I was super confused. I was like, so is Sully going to betray me in this game? And then I'm friends with him again? I have no idea what's going on. I was like, no, it's, of course not. It's Sully. I love Sully. Um, so, yeah, that was the PS3. I didn't have a handheld. I... I had a PSP, but I only ever had three games on it because my gaming bu budget was very limited, and I only the only games I ever had on my PSP were Star Wars uh, Battlefront. I can't remember the name. It's it's a Star Wars Battlefront game, uh -huh. which was pretty fun. I had that. I had Liberty City Stories, which I played the shit out of, because I always I never that was the first Grand Theft Auto uh, GTA I owned. I had like okay. friends who had it, and we played around and used cheats. But this one was one that I like owned, and I could take to school and use and be like, "Oh, I have this special motorcycle." And I had this one friend who also had a PSP and was like, "Oh, you can get this motorcycle doing this," and so it was pretty fun. And those were, I think, the two only games I ever had on my PSP. So I can't really go on on with that. That's fine. So we're up to <laughs> we're up to the the new generation then, the PS4. 
Uh, so have you, you've never been like an Xbox person? Is that am, am I correct in that? I haven't, uh, and it's not for like hatred towards Xbox. It was just because at the time I could only have one yeah. console. I can't afford yeah, uh, to buy another one. I really want an Xbox One, and I'm gonna buy an Xbox One S sometime soon because I really wanna. I wanna play Gears of War. That seems really cool. Maybe get into Halo. Maybe I'll maybe I'll buy the Master Chief Collection and just go through the campaigns of that because there's definitely some awesome stuff I've missed mm-hmm. and that I want to play and go back to to see. Yeah, that's that's pretty much since I I had the original Xbox, but I skipped the 360 generation. I missed a lot of those. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I have been like slowly chipping away and working through. I've played a couple of the Halo games now. I've played the first Gears, and I've got I've got the Master Chief Collection. I've got all the other. Um, Gears games through the their backwards compatibility offer that they did, so yeah, um, it's just a matter of like finding the time to actually sit down and, and play through the rest of them. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna do that at some point. I'll I'll buy an Xbox One S and just slowly slowly go at it for sure. Cause I, I'm I'm not a a fanboy guy. Not even when I was younger, when I was like a dumb teenager, which I'm still a teenager, but when I was like a younger dumb teenager, um, yeah. I was like, oh fuck Xbox. I was like, no, I. Like I, right now, I have a PlayStation because that's what my friends had, and uh, I never really had an Xbox. Xbox wasn't big there because Xbox is really only big here in the U.S. It's like it's yeah. not very good international. So it, yeah. I more people had a PS3 than an Xbox for sure. But I was like never I was like oh fuck Xbox uh, PlayStation's rules. I was like no, I'm a PlayStation guy and I have more affinity towards PlayStation things because that's what I have. And that's like that's mine, but I I really want to 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 play some Xbox things because console wars are, are dumb between fandoms. Here, here. Yeah. Games games are good. So yeah, what exactly. are some of your what are some of, the, of your other highlights in uh, in PS4 land? In PS4 land, okay. Um, weirdly enough, um, after playing the infamous games again, I in in PS3. I memorized the PS the P, uh, infamous one and two demos so much because I loved those games but I didn't have the money to buy them, and I played those demos over and over and over and over again. I was like, I really want these games, and then I finally bought a physical collection. I was able to play them and I fell in love with them. I was like, these games are amazing. I played one and two, love them both like to death, and so. When the PS4 was announced, I was so excited. I bought it uh, on launch. I was so excited for my PS4. The one thing I was looking at was being like, I, I cannot wait for this. It was Infamous Second Son. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think I've ever been so excited for a game. Like I, I was at that point where I, I think it was like that sweet spot that was three years ago. So I was 15 years old. So I think that was like the spot where I was like. Not I could I wasn't like grown enough yet to know that you maybe should hold back a little bit of excitement for some games, and I was like I was just like so. Whew, it was incredible. I I remember like the day I mean, if before you've learned it that by now at, at the age of eighteen you're doing way better than most people who are like. <laughs> oh no! I definitely control, did control their lives. Oh yeah, and and like not to say I don't get hyped because I was really excited for Uncharted Four. I couldn't wait for Uncharted Four. I knew that game was gonna be a ten. I reviewed it, gave it a ten. <laughs> um, but 
I was still super excited for it, but it was somehow different from Infamous. I, I like, couldn't wait. I couldn't not think about Infamous. I don't know. I was at that point where games were different. I just don't really know how to explain it. I remember the day after, the, the day before the Infamous uh, release, some people had gotten copies somehow and were, like, streaming it. I was like, I should not watch this. But I need to watch this, and I watched like I got the video power, which is basically the only other power you get. Spoiled, and I was like, "Oh God damn it! I didn't want to know that." But I was so excited for that game. And funny story, I it's finally it. It's launch day. I have it pre-ordered. Boom! Let's play this game. Play the beginning of the game, which I had already seen in an IGN video. Maybe you know that they always made yeah. like the first 30 minutes of. So I've already seen all of the first 30 minutes, but I play through them. I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome. This is awesome. I'm so down for this. And right when you reach Seattle, before the open world goes, the game stops and goes, okay, installing. And in the U.S., that install will probably maybe have been two hours, an hour and a half. But remember, I'm in Venezuela, where internet is awful. Mm-hmm. Really awful. So I had to leave my PS4 turned on installing the game I've been waiting for so bad for two days straight two days straight being like oh my god and that thing didn't move oh my god I wanted I wanted to die (laughs) as I mean presumably that's all like because of a patch at this point because it's not like you need internet to install off the disk yeah it's 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 something like that and when you preload games and yeah, but I finally got to play it, and I really like uh, Infamous Second Son. Uh, definitely, story-wise, it's so disappointing because it's. I was so excited, but like I said, I was younger, but I could definitely be like, okay, this is really disappointing story-wise because mm-hmm. the the Infamous games weren't only fun to to play, but they had such amazing stories. I remember the plot twist and the end of uh, Uncharted One, F Uncharted uh, Infamous One. I was mm-hmm. like mind blown. I was like, oh my god, this is incredible. This is like good. And Second Son was incredibly fun to play, but not really good story-wise. And fun yeah. fact, fun fact, um, the infamous games when I bought the collection I was telling you about in PlayStation 3, um, my dad bought those for me. And so what we did is that for the first time in like like very, very long time, we sat down and played them together. And I bought the infamous collection and Uncharted 2 at the same time. So, I played those with my dad, like, because he was there. We were home, and we just, like, play through them. I, I probably beat each one of those games in, like, two days, because that's all I did. And so, when Infamous Second Son came out, and I went to visit him, because by this point, he moved from Caracas to Margarita, which is an island, like, it's out. You have to go only by plane. And so, I wouldn't see him every week, but I'd see him maybe every three months, something like that. But it would be for like, okay, I'm staying with you for a month and a half if I have a vac- vacation or something like that. And so I stayed with him and I had, by this point on my PlayStation 4, I had Watch Dogs, which I was uh, about to get the Platinum. I finished up getting the Platinum there. Um, Watch Dogs, Infamous Second Son, and like The Witcher. That's pretty much all I played there. And, and like NBA 2K. But one day... I was with my dad and would go like, oh, you remember those infamous games you bought me and we played together? And I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, there's this new one. Do you want to play it together? Like, do you want to play with me? 
It was like, oh yeah. And so that was my third playthrough of the game. Because I already played it once, twice for the Platinum, one good and one evil. And I was like, yeah, I just want to do this with my dad. Like, I totally wanted to play this game with my dad. And so I did. Mm-hmm. And another one I showed him because... I feel like my dad has a better understanding of, of games, and I was like, my dad needs to see this, is uh, The Last of Us. The Last of Us rem- remaster at that point. Which yeah. I totally failed to mention in the PS3, but I did buy The Last of Us. As soon as I saw IGN give it a 10, because I, that mm. was, especially Colin, that was, I think, one of the first times I've I'd seen IGN give a game a 10. I was like, okay, I need this. This is from the guys that make Uncharted, and it, gave, and it got a 10, which for me was like weird, because like only Uncharted 3, I think, is one of the only games I'd seen that got also a 10. Yeah. So I was like, I need to buy this. I bought that, and GTA, with both got, which both got a 10. And The Last of Us, I when, when you talked to me, when you told me I had to pick a favorite game, I was I didn't know to pick Super Mario Sunshine or The Last of Us, because yeah, The Last of Us... Where the- where the toss-up was for you, I remember. Yeah, The Last of Us is probably my second favorite game of all time, only behind Super Mario Sunshine, which <laughs> which I'm going to get to. Um, but yeah, I, and so I went to my dad and was like, hey, Dad, there's this game that I really want you to see. Not, it, and like, It's not like a sequel. It's the first game. I've beaten it probably six times at, at this point. I know it from memory. And I just want to play with you because I want you to see what games can do, like what games are right now. And so that's what we did. We sat down for days on end and played The Last of Us. And I was just, I just wanted to see what he thought of it. You know, like it has such an amazing story. And he was used to playing Super Mario 64 with me, and now here's this amazing thing. And so. Yeah, that that was that was awesome. My dad loved it. It was sort of like a cool bonding moment. Yeah. And highlights in terms of PS4, I think Infamous Second Son, even though the story is disappointing. Um, the Last of Us Remaster doesn't really count. Uncharted 4, for sure, I give it a 10. I I think it's the best Uncharted game. The Last of Us is better, but in my mind, it's like. Like, Colin Moriarty always says that. It's like comparing two masterpieces. So it's like, eh. Yeah. So that and The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3 has become one of my like favorite games. I love that game. I've, I've seen, sunk so many hours into that. The Batman Arkham games are other than I really love, but eh, let's not get into that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any, any, any final uh, thoughts on gaming history? Or are we ready to dive into Super Mario Sunshine? Um... Yeah, I think we're ready to, to dive in. Pretty much All right. in terms of gaming history, I was just a little late on everything because where I lived and yeah. I love I love things. Okay. So when, I did, love when did when did you finally move stateside? Because you're in Florida now. Yeah, I'm in Florida now. I moved I don't know that was two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Well welcome. Games, well, games are also welcome to what, our land. Thank you. I'm here legally, if anybody is wondering. I'm not here illegally. Well, that's, uh, that's good. Yeah. Now, now I don't have to sick Trump on you, because... <laughs> no, no, I'm legally 100%. Uh, I cannot enter my home country of Venezuela anymore, because the way I came here is by political asylum, which is basically ah, okay. like ex- escaping. So I cannot go there anymore. I'm here. 
And I hate, and to be perfectly honest with you, I hate Venezuela, so we're good. I don't like <laughs> okay. it. That's, I uh, do not. That's, that's, uh, that's an interesting story. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, topic two. Super Mario Sunshine. Okay. Now we were talking. We were talking a little bit before we started recording. This is interesting for me because this is the first of the games that we've kind of had in this segment that I actually never played. Um, as we touched on a little bit in, in the last segment, I came to the GameCube pretty late. So, um, like this, Luigi's Mansion, a couple other touchstones from the GameCube that are like that everybody played. I just never did. Hmm. So, tell me about Super Mario Sunshine and why it stands out for you as kind of like the best of the best. Okay, so, listen, um, Super Mario, 3D Super Mario games are, t- like, uh, we, I, ta- I told, uh, yeah, I, I said this before, but if you go to my top ten list of favorite games, there's probably three or four of those are the 3D Mario games. Super Mario Galaxy, I had that point where I, like I said last topic, where I was like, I think I like this better than Sunshine. Super Mario 64 was my first game ever, and I love it, I adore it, but... I think Super Mario Sunshine was there for me at that perfect time where I already could play games by myself and I could understand what secret things were and and I about by that point I didn't really speak English very well but games are what got me to start to learn English. I learned I learned English all by myself. Okay. Because I'm a Congrats big boy. On that. Yeah. I, I and games are like really big part of that. And so Super Mario Sunshine, like, where, where can I start that game? Um, I, I do believe maybe Super Mario Galaxy is the better game out of the two, and maybe even Super Mario 64, but I, I was heartbroken when I, like, found out that the internet, how the internet sees that game, like, a lot of people hate that game, like, a lot of people do, and be like, yeah, it's such an ad game, and I'm like, dude, no, it's so good, that game is so incredibly incredibly good and I can't I can't really argue when somebody says that 64 is better because if you look at it like if you objectively look at it then yeah probably like Mario's Sunshine feels a little rushed in some aspects that maybe a galaxy and, and 64 like have a little bit more polish on some so because here's how Mario Sunshine works Mario Sunshine has a lot of different. It's has its uh, hub world, right? Delfino Plaza, which, by the way, people hate on, and I agree, it's not as cool as the castle. There's not a single hub world cooler than the castle in history of gaming of Mario 64. <laughs> but Delfino Plaza is really cool. It's really cool. It has so many little secrets and so many ways to get into different like extra levels, bonus levels, and so many bonus stars. It's such a good hub world, and it definitely doesn't. I feel like it doesn't get as much love as it should, because it's definitely better than Mario Galaxy's hub world, and it's a really. It's you know a hub world is like well done when you want to spend as much time on it as you do on other levels. When you, when the hub world is like only like what you use to get to the other level, it's like okay, it's not fun. But when you're like we're like, no, I want to explore this. I want to see what happens if I go to the basement of the castle. Or like, oh, hey, I've never been to the back of that rooftop before. So that's what Sunshine is. Sunshine is really a lot of exploration and, and rooftops and stuff like that, that hub world. And there's a lot of secrets in it. There's like mini games with like very like 
random mini games with if you throw a pineapple to a certain basket, it gets you like a extra red coin. And I, I just lo I just really do love it. And I think the Sunshine game is so different from Mario games because because of how it is, you know, because you can compare Super Mario Galaxy and, and 64 and even though they are totally different games in in its core it's pretty similar you know it's like the only difference really between them is that Mario 64 it's a plain like 3D world and in Mario Galaxy it's just like planets little planets yeah but sunshine totally switched all that up it gave you like this uh, like water rocket it gave you flood and that was totally different because now it's not about jumping over here and not falling. Now it's about, okay, how can I use this, like, hover mechanic to get me from here to here? And there's... A lot of people hate, hate it because there's no long jump in the game. Like, that doesn't exist. No long jumping. Which is why the, on the, like, on the Switch's reveal, there's, like, a cool... They show the long jump specifically. It could be, like, here it is. But yeah, there's no long jumping in that game. There's a new move that was only used there. It's so fun. It's basically like belly sliding. I don't know if you've seen gameplay of the game or anything, but basically Mario yeah. goes goes on his belly and you can like press the button again and again and again and he just jump, jumps. And you can go for like miles like that. And that game is just so special to me because where I was saying that some, some design choices are definitely not as good as other games that for example, to reach the final boss battle, it's not that you have to have a certain number of stars. It's that you need to complete to get to level 8, I believe, in each, in each one of the worlds. You need to complete level 8 in each one of the worlds so you can un unlock the final battle. And the final battle is very disappointing. It's not that good. But the way it's structured is that basically they each... each uh, world has I believe it's nine nine or ten levels and they all are in the same order so level one is gonna be a boss battle right you're gonna get there you're gonna explore explore the that world for example there's like an action park and then at the end of that there's gonna be a boss battle that's level one of each one of the worlds then level two is gonna be a shadow Mario level where you have to like uh, go after shadow Mario Mario which is Bowser Jr. In, in like in disguise and just spray him with water and until he dies. Then level three is always going to be a hidden, like a hidden cave level, which is one where you go into a little cave and they take away flood from you, which is the uh, rocket thing. And there you have to basically go through a platformer section that's like a regular platformer with no flood. And the way it does that, it's so smart because people people always go like, oh, that's the best part of Mario Sunshine. The reason why that's the best part of Mario Sunshine is because the game, like, gives you the new mechanic of Flood. And it makes you feel safe around a lot of platforming things. Because you can, if you fail, you can just use your hover. And you're so used to that, that when you, they give it to you without that, it's so tough. You're like, oh my god, I have to jump from this block to this block. How am I ever gonna gonna ever do that? If it was another game, you'd be like, okay, this seems like a fair jump. But in Mario Sunshine, they throw you off by taking the the flood out of you. Off of you. you feel, you don't feel safe anymore because the flood is safe. You're like, oh my god, how am I ever gonna do this? 
and so those levels are really good. And so it goes on and on, like Forest Four, I think it's the second boss fight, boss fight, and it goes on and on, like red coins and stuff like that, until so you mm-hmm. finally reach the last the last uh, level. And once you do that with every uh, world, you get the boss battle, like the final boss battle, which isn't as good of a way to get there because when you look at it from that point then like bonus stars shines in this game there's shines not stars but you just call them stars like are worthless because they don't really even count to your like achievement of the game it's just for pure fun in that case but but still I, I get that yeah and like yeah that's a weird thing and Sometimes, like, the, the chasing Mario, uh, Shadow Mario levels are the least fun out of them, and sometimes it gets repetitive to be like, oh, I'm in stage 5, I know this is gonna be a red coin thing. But it's still, I like, I'm sorry, it's so good. It's so good. The levels are so well designed, it has such a good aesthetic going for it with the whole beach thing. It has so many cool secrets that I think not that many people really looked into. This, for example, there's a way of... I can't even remember how it's done already, but we figured it out somehow. To get Mario, if you do certain things, and you go back to the first level of the first world, and talk to a random dude, he goes like, oh, you need some... You need, like, isn't the sun bothering bothering you? If you go there the first time, he's like, oh, not yet. And you, like, don't know, but if you go after doing certain things, he's like... Doesn't the sun bother you? Hey, I'm, I'm gonna help you. And he gives you this Hawaiian shirt and some sunglasses. And you see Mario, his Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses, and the whole screen goes a little darker. So like, kind of like if you have the effect of having sunglasses on. And that like doesn't help at all. But that was such a weird thing that we didn't know existed. And we just for some reason bumped into this guy, and boom, here we go. Here we go. We have a sunglass Mario, like totally different Mario, and. The game just, I don't know, has so many, so many things that I have memories with. For example, one of the most infamous things in that game is a pachinko machine level. I don't know if you've heard or seen about that, but there's basically a place where if you get under, uh, up on top of a boat at the same time, and you go under a bridge, you have to wait for it to go under a bridge, and you basically use the highest uh, rocket power-up. You arrive like a special bonus map where you have you have a big pachinko machine. And how it works is that you go you're as Mario and you have to jump on a trampoline and go and try to land on places where the uh, red coins are and have to get the eight eight coins. And it seems like super easy and you're like okay I can do that. And it's so hard. It's so hard. You always end up going down. If you go down, just die and boom, you lost a life. If you fell, fall down on one of the slots that doesn't have a red coin, you just go back and end up doing it. But if you don't fall on any slot at all, you totally die. And it's really hard. We never beat that. That's one of those things, again, where we went back and back and back and back and back and never beat it. Never, never did it. But that's one of those games where we play so much that I can really tell you pretty much every single thing about that game and I'm like yeah I know that I know that I didn't beat that but I know it and it's just so there's so many things in that game I feel I feel like this is probably in the the most in any Mario game that are not necessary towards the end goal of beating the game that I think a lot of people missed there's a, a whole area on, on a world 
I can't remember the name of the world right now, but it's basically for people who actually do know the game. It's a, it's a level where there's like a big waterfall and there's like these big shells and stuff. You know what I'm talking about. Um, and there's a whole area to the left of that world where it's, it's just like a big wall, but it turns out if you spray it with water, like little pathways come. And, you, and, and there's a whole, like, I think, level, like, secret level you can do where you have to figure out how to move, uh, how to, like, move along with the wall and what to push and what not to push. And we, when we figured that out, it was insane because, like, that's totally to the left of, of the map. I think, I don't think any uh, star ever requires you to be there, but it's just there because it's, it's there for people to find. And if you find it, in the end, boom, there's a star. It was insane. It was like one of those things that was that looking back, you're like, I have no idea why they added this, and didn't give anybody like a little bit of encouragement to go there, because you don't need to go there. You could play the entire game and not be there. It's just, I don't know. Are there better games? Yes. Pro is Mario 64 better? Probably. The Last of Us is certainly better, objectively better, and it's probably. But in terms, if, if I'm talking about favorite, about what I feel, this has to be my favorite game. I have and that's, just... And that's exactly what this is. Yeah, I just have so many memories with that game. Not only with my dad, because remember, that's the bridging point where I started to play games by myself. So my dad used to play games for me, but he started playing Mario, Mario Sunshine for me, and then I ended up beating it by myself. And we just play that game all the time it's one of those that we beat and then probably like two weeks after that we'd be like you want to play sunshine and we're like yeah i want to play sunshine and sometimes we didn't even start a new save we just went on the save we had and be like okay let's just look around and be like oh there's a mini game where if you go inside a restaurant and you you have to like destroy boxes in three minutes if you destroy all the boxes you get a star and it's like how that's there and it's not like in Mario 64 where you where getting like bonus stars helps because you're like oh at least that that goes to my to my account I'm gonna get I'm gonna go get some bonus stars here bonus stars really don't matter which is not a great design choice but it also gives the benefit of them being like a little bit more rare to find and to like uh, stump upon I believe and so when we went to that restaurant, for example, and I had to show the box, I was like, okay, we have five more hours of entertainment right here. And recently, I think one of the reasons why that game is, again, stuck in my mind is because my cousin, and this is going to go totally full circle, before I moved to Florida, my cousin was also going to move to Spain. So we were both leaving because... We both didn't like the place we were at. We just wanted to leave. So we were both leaving. And one day, we were at his home. And that was like probably... I was. I think it was like the day after we were going to say goodbye. Like, uh, bye, see you probably in five years. And this man and I grew up together. Like, we're brothers. We're not brothers by blood, but we're brothers. We're cousins who grew up together and bonded over video games. And we were like, okay, let's play some GameCube games. And we're like, okay. Let's play GameCube, kind of like we did we did on the beach uh, apartment I told you before, and we started playing like the Sonic the ca the chaos thing, and we were like, oh, this is oh cool the child thing. We we're like, oh yeah, this is this is cute, and then we we're like, 
do you want to play Mario Sunshine? I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I came up with the idea. I was like, let's beat Mario Sunshine. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, let's start playing right now, and let's beat it, like, right now. I was like, okay. And we played for, I think it was, I, was th I think it was like 12, no, maybe like 13 hours straight, straight, in one sitting. And we beat that game. It was just such a nostalgic experience for both of us because we hadn't played that game in a long time. We were like, oh my god, I remember this. I remember we couldn't beat this. And we beat it in just one sitting. It was such an amazing thing for us. We finished it probably like 5, 6 in the morning. We were exhausted by that point. But we, but we did it. We beat a game that before took us so long to beat in just one sitting because we were now grown up and like adult gamers you know mm -hmm. and so that that was like a very that was that was an emotional thing that things went back full circle for us then and and we looked at looked at it at the time kind of like oh, oh yeah let's let's why not let's fuck around with this but i think the both of us look at it now like being like wow it's it's such a nice closure for some reason because we moved out of, out of like we're now in very separate places we might not see each other for a while because we're he's going through some stuff and so am I. It's like wow, and we went back and did one of the things we did the most as as, ch as children, and we went back and did it again together. And so those types of things are why are why I would say Super Mario Sunshine is my favorite game of all time. Yeah, no, that's I mean that's a that's a great story. I love like I I had had that like those friends growing up that I would play with and there are some that I haven't seen in like 15 years but like when we do occasionally catch up on Facebook or something like those memories immediately come like flooding back yeah. so like I, I have no doubt you know in it in whatever like wherever you go in the next 10, 15, 20 years like you will have that memory and it's I mean it sounds 100%. like a very very um um powerful memory with it that, was. that will certainly stick with you. Yeah, like honestly playing through that game again in in one sitting like 13 hours straight of just remembering stuff. It was just so so incredible for us and that's why I I told you before I want to buy an X an N64 and like play through Super Mario 64 maybe once a year, but I really need to play uh, Super Mario Sunshine again. I cuz I left my GameCube back at home. I'm probably not, never going to have that exact GameCube again, and I regret that so much. If I could play Super Mario Sunshine again, I would definitely do that. And I just hope Virtual Console maybe someday, or if not, I'm going to go on eBay and buy one GameCube and one copy of uh, Super Mario Sunshine. And I, 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 I want to play that game and beat that game like once a year. Sit down like I did with him and be like, okay, I'm going to beat this. And be like, okay, I got it. Because... The the thing is like like you were saying before, which again this comes this comes for, uh, full circle. Like you were saying before, there's some some things that that are just memory. You cannot play a game for, for a long time and then pick it up and be like, oh, I remember, I totally remember this. I remember that this strategy for this stage is just jumping over here. If you jump over here, you're good. And so that's I think why we were able to beat it so so quickly because we definitely died a lot, but we were like. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, I rem do you remember that if if you did blah 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 blah, you could just definitely go go through it faster. And so I really wanna, 
Su Super Mario Sunshine is one of those games that I wish I could beat and play every single year of my life, and I probably would, and I probably will at some point. Excellent. Yeah, that's uh, like, and that's that's one of those things that I think has been kind of a, a common thread so far throughout a lot of uh, these um, like favorite game stories. Like mine was Final Fantasy VI, and that's a game that I revisit every couple years or so. Mm. Um, uh, huge fan of that. Uh, Alex plays Persona 4 Golden like all the time. So good. Um, yeah, that's a that's a solid game. Uh, Cameron plays Tetris a lot. Um, I don't think. Uh, Frank has revisited Mass Effect too much, but I, I know he, I think he would if it if it were like if it got remastered, he would I think dive right back into that. I think we talked about that a little bit. Um, and then Kaylee uh, is still playing through her Fire Emblem Fates, but like Fire Emblem just in general is something that she will play um, as long as they keep cranking them out because I think that's what what she's looking for in in her experiences. So yeah, that that kind of like need to revisit it. It's not like there can be great games that are like I need I play this once and then I'm I'm done with it but I think if it is something that draws you back in time and time again even after you know all those secrets and it's just you want to like like uh like you're saying you you can identify all that stuff I can go back into Final Fantasy 6 and I know where every little hidden thing is where I can go to this box and get an elixir or go to this thing and get a like a um a green cherry to cure imp status. Like I, I know where those things are in that game just because of how ingrained it is in my in my uh, my experiences. So, uh, no, it's it's I like having not played it. I'm not going to speak to like if it's a good game or not. But I think um, in in the context of like this is my favorite game versus like The Last of Us. I think it sounds like you've got kind of the more um, kind of personal story to tell. I mean, yeah, you had a great definitely. story with The Last of Us 2 of, of like showing that to your dad and, and experiencing that, but this kind of last hurrah, you know you and your cousin aren't going aren't gonna to see each other for, for some time. This is kind of the, the send-off experience. Yeah, um, 100%. And, you know, I, like, I envision you guys, like, reuniting in five years and, like, and just playing it again. Oh, yeah, I uh, definitely see that. We, we talk about that all the time, being like, okay... If we don't see each other for like however amount of time it, it, it is, we def we do need to like play two Mario Sunshine again, and we talk about that night all the time because we didn't realize it then, but it was it's a very special night, a very 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 special night for the both of us. Yeah, and yeah, uh, he's in Spain now. You said yeah, he's in Spain. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Great. Any uh, any last list thoughts or words on Super Mario Sunshine? Uh, yeah, real quick because uh, this. Definitely took a uh, side more to the my emotional bond to the game, uh-huh. but the game as a game is so good. It's it it's not like it, oh it's a bad game. No, it's such a good game. It's it's that Mario magic. It has it's such a fun twist. Like I said, it has so many cool secrets. Gameplay feels like incredible, awesome. I it's such 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 a good game, in its own, that I I think it doesn't get as much love as it should maybe. But I think. I think in future history, maybe maybe give it a couple of years, people will start to look back on that game and be like, you know what, this game was really awesome. Like maybe after the new Switch Mario 3D game comes, and it's like the Nintendo uh, Super Mario 64 2, which is what a lot of people wanted from Sunshine. I think people will appreciate uh, Sunshine even more. Yeah, and I think I mean I think 
part of that is uh, it was a victim of circumstance of the GameCube being such a like it just didn't sell. Yeah. Uh, like if you if you look at like console sales in the history of Nintendo, you have the NES sold a lot, and then Super Nintendo sold fewer, then N64 sold fewer, then GameCube sold even fewer than that, and then the Wii just kind of surprised everybody and blew blew out of the water. But the GameCube is uh, was a, uh, a, until the Wii U the uh, their least selling system, so there were it, it yeah. had the fewest amount of people that could have played Super Mario Sunshine. That's a, like I'm I'm a prime example of that. I played every Mario game up to that point, but by then I had just switched on to PlayStation or Xbox gaming, and so I just didn't... I, I, I missed that one. And exactly. came completely. back for, for Galaxy, but like even on the Wii U, um, I don't think I really... Like, I played a little bit of one of the... 3D World? Mario Wii U yeah. games. Or I didn't even play... Uh, well, no, I played a level or two of 3D World, but yeah, I, like, I, I just didn't... Like, the Wii U didn't resonate with me, didn't connect with me. Um, yeah. Whereas... Maybe it, uh, if you know if if like you're saying if uh, this does if something like this does come to to virtual console I'll definitely pick it up now after having this conversation with you. Awesome, um, yeah, that's awesome. It myself, uh, if if you so ever yeah, played, yeah. I'm really interested to see what you think about it because I think one of the only people that I've seen like really agree with me in this, and I've never talked to him about this, but it's Colin, Colin Moriarty. Like, he and yeah. Tim always fight about that because Colin says, like, Sunshine is better than 64. And I, 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 I would have to say the same. And I was like, when, when he first said that, I was so happy to see somebody think about that game the way I did and be like, yes, oh my god, yes, yes, 100%, yes. Yeah, great. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you again for, for sharing that. All right. No let's, problem. Uh, let's dive into uh, topic number three, the completely non-gaming topic. Which uh, you wanted to kind of discuss food, food, which I love. Yes. I love the idea. Like I am, I like up front. I'm not a foodie or anything, but uh, but yeah, you like you did the hashtag Team Fat and everything. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, I, I mean, we can like we can absolutely talk about it. Um, so, <laughs> I in terms of trying to come up for a topic for this, I had like three big ideas. One of them was like super serious, and I'm glad I didn't pick that because these previous two were like serious and emotional stories. It was like like important moments in your life, and like movies, and like cinematography. And then I was like, went like, okay, what's a topic that's fun to talk about? Everybody can talk about, and like, I really, 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 really love food. I'm not there a foodie either. I wouldn't yeah. call myself like a foodie. But I'm everybody a, eats. Exactly. I'm a proud member of Team Fat. And so what I really want to talk about in food, like specifically, is what is some of your favorite food? What is the one meal, or not maybe the one, but some of the meals that you remember that being like, oh my god, this is one of the best things I have ever eaten in my life. And what is some, some type of food or some place that either closed or you can't access anymore or something like that that you miss like a lot and oh. I, I think we can get so many good stories and, and and things from this this is i'm super excited for this topic i love food i love yeah food no so much. I, those are i mean those are definitely like i don't think about those kinds of things often but i did de- like as as you're kind of asking the questions i definitely have things that immediately pop to mind um 
So where to start? Uh, so if we're talking about like uh, incredible, memorable meals, uh, like really great food, um, I had one just last week when I was in San Francisco. Mm. Um, I went to a place called Brenda's Soul Food in San Francisco. Uh, uh, my friend uh, Amanda Kane of the Lipstick Nerds, if you uh, if you follow that podcast, um, she invited me out there and we were gonna we were gonna meet up with another one of our friends danny but he uh he had a little too much fun at the ign party so he was a little hungry <laughs> the, next, the next morning um but we're we're there it's a it's a little hole in the wall place but it's like super big famous in in san francisco so we got there and the wait was like an hour and a half and it was raining so we're out there and neither of us have umbrellas or anything so we're we're out there kind of like huddled up and like trying to stay as warm as we can while we're also getting soaked. Um, but we, we visit and then we like, we eventually we finally get in and get to sit down and, um, and it's, it's like a, it's like, it's a brunch place, but it's also got like Southern Louisiana soul food kind of feel to it. Uh, and both of us ended up getting the same thing. And that was, um, like one of their specialties, uh, that day, at least it was like on the board for them was pulled pork eggs benedict which was just like like i i came late to eggs benedict uh myself uh like i only you came late to the party those i came late to the party on that and really only started enjoying that like a year or two ago i was like that's way too fancy of an egg thing for me i'm fine oh with just but fried. it's good i'm and, not a, uh, an egg guy but they're so good oh absolutely so like so i was like already eggs benny has me sold pulled pork on top of that i'm Oof, that col- color me really super good. intrigued and so yeah. like we had it and it was just a great blend of uh like uh, blend of fa- flavors and i'm not like like typically i'm not the kind of person that like mixes like i typically like eating foods separately like mm. uh, uh like i like i remember growing up um, if like my peas touched my mashed potatoes, I'd have to like slide the peas out. I um, totally feel you. I'm that way too. And my dad would be like, "What are you doing? Like it all goes to the same place." I'm like, "Yeah, but once it's down there, I don't have to worry about it. Like it's the getting through my mouth part that I like that I'm concerned about." But yeah, um, uh, the the like eating the the egg with the pulled pork, it just like the flavors of everything kind of meshing together was just choice and and beautiful yeah. and yeah i've like felt super team fatty um we we ate we got like super full and i didn't eat like the whole rest of the day <laughs> i was like i'm like, yeah I'm good. i got i can imagine that sounds really to, good like back to arizona and uh and i was like my, like my mom who's driving me home to uh from the airport was like you need to like grab anything to eat and i was like no i'm still full from from brunch this morning <laughs> I'm, I'm perfectly <laughs> fine and it was like so good um, so how about you? What's your kind of like favorite or like an, uh, an uh, a very memorable okay. meal? Okay, right an eye popping meal. Okay, so I've been thinking about this pretty hard. I like I said, I'm not like a foodie in the sense of oh, this has some like olive undertones. No, it's like I love eating food. It's just like good. And I one of the travels, one of the cooler travels I've ever done in my life is uh, Switzerland. I went to Switzerland because my aunt lived there so lived there she lived there for maybe a couple of years so me and my dad and my dad went to switzerland to visit to visit and uh man does those fucker do those fuckers have like really good food we had a mm. lot of 
like uh, German sausages, you know, like the, those really, 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 really huge, like cartoony sausages. Those are amazing. They just they just give you that and French fries, and you're like off to go. And it was so good. Yeah, we had pizza near a place in Italy. My dad actually got to go to Italy. We're Italians. We got to go there and eat some pizza. We also had some amazing pizza because Europe is so like right there. So Swiss Switzerland's like there's a, a spot where it's super Italian, and we went there. I had I had probably some of the best best pizza other than New York I've ever had. And so over there, I don't think I have one specific thing thing I ate, but just I ate really good in that travel in general. But one of the most surprising things, I went to Houston recently for that same aunt. She leaves, she uh, lives there now. And we obviously had some amazing barbecue. Like, I had some, I love uh, ribs. I, I really love okay. eating, like, ribs. Love it. It's some, one of my favorite foods to eat. I had some of the best ribs I've ever had in my entire life in this place. I can't remember, I can't even remember the name. But one of the, their signature things is that they make their own beer. Nice. And my dad sensed by the fact that, I mean, he has, he's had German beer, Swiss, Swiss beer, like beers from a lot of places. And actually, Venezuelan beer is really good. It's like a very, very, very good place to drink beer. It's one of the only things that they really do like, extremely well. But he had that beer in, in that place in Houston. And he, has, he says it's one of the best beers he's, he's ever had. And recently, for my birthday uh, this last year... We were here, uh, I was with some family, and we're like, okay, um, we're going to take you to eat anywhere around here. What do you want? And I was like, over here in Florida, I don't know, the, like, there's definitely some good places to eat, but I feel like there's there's nothing, like, you know, if you go to Texas, you know, the barbecue and, the, like, the Mexican food is, like, really good. In San Francisco, mm -hmm. Mexican food is good. New York has a pizza, and, you, you know, it... There's a lot of places that add their signature stuff. And I don't feel like Florida necessarily has something like that. Like but, I, I would immediately think like Cuban food. Yeah, something like that, exactly. Cuban food are is over here is probably the best uh, the best place we can get that. And so I really wanted to eat uh like ribs in general, because I hadn't eaten ribs in a very long time. And like one of my aunts, like husband which is kind of, he's not my uncle, but yeah, he's yeah. a friend. Let's just call him a friend. So he figured out that uh, there's this little place over here in like West Palm Beach that does rips. That that's all they do. It's called uh, Ray's Barbecue. And so he, it's apparently really good. He heard it, I think, on a radio show or something like that. And it apparently for the, like the last Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty. That that little place had like a special order, to of like, a fuck ton of ribs, to, for the Super Bowl. They just get, mm -hmm. uh, transfer them to trans San Francisco, and that's the ribs you could get there. And apparently, like a precedent, I think Ronald Reagan, I believe, like really liked those ribs from that place, and and like ordered them only from there from there, and it was it like has a lot of history. And we, for we, for a second there, I thought you were just talking about the the House of Cards ribs place. Oh no 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 no! Oh, <laughs> that would yeah. I know what you mean. I always see those ribs. And I'm like those ribs look so good. I hope that place re that place real. 
<laughs> but it's kind of like that, actually. Where you hear like a lot of history and be like, yeah, a lot of precedents like that. I think Bill Clinton, like there's something with Bill Clinton too. And they had a website and we weren't sure what to expect. Because we are like, okay, this could either be like a huge restaurant or this could just be a food truck. We were like, we had no idea what it actually was. And we go there, it turns out it's like this little food truck, right? And we're like baffled. We're like, oh, well, okay, let's let's order some wing, some some ribs. And they just give it to you in, in like a real, a, a little box and be like, okay, off you go. We ordered it with like two sauces they had, like they make them. We're like, okay, let's see what the hell this is. But it was for my birthday and like my whole family was there. So we were like, okay, we still need to go to a place and sit down and eat. So what we're gonna do is like get the get the, the ribs, then we're gonna go to another place and we're gonna eat there. And it's funny because it's a double punch because we go to in West Palm Beach to another like place like I think it was the people there from were from I I think it's it was like North Carolina, something like that. Okay. I know. Some place that like in in uh, in the south maybe it was it wasn't Tennessee I know it wasn't from Tennessee but the people from there was all were like from there I think it's not North Carolina I'm pretty sure and so there were like a barbecue place the owners were there you it, like the vibe was really cool so we sit there and I go okay so I'm gonna have these seemingly amazing ribs and I'm gonna get a just a pulled pork uh, barbecue sandwich I try the ribs. These were the best, probably the best ribs I've ever had in my entire life. I was like, wow, these are amazing. These are incredible. Okay, love them. And I go, okay, I finished my ribs. I'm going to eat the pulled pork sandwich. I wasn't expecting, like, much. I was like, yeah, this looks good. And that was the best pulled pork sandwich I've ever eaten in my life. At two totally different places from in Florida. I wish I wouldn't have expected a place to eat good barbecue food. food. I'm telling you, I've eaten barbecue in Texas. Like in Texas, and this was better. Mm -hmm. This was—I don't know what it was, but those two things were so good, so 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 good. It wasn't like cheap either, but so good. So that's definitely a two two punch story there. there. Nice. Um, so one of your other your others was like a place that you can't get to anymore, or, or that's that's gone. And yeah. Immediately. Uh, so immediately, uh, there's this. There was this very famous steakhouse in uh, in Tempe, right near me, um, right over by ASU, called Monty's La Casa Vieja, and um, great, just great steaks. Uh, my aunt actually used to work there for a little bit of time, and so she would get like, like as a perk of the job, she would get like cuts of meat that, like, so we could have Monty's at home basically, um, and they have, uh, they had the like one of the best steak sauces I'd ever had. And so that was, like, the place that my family would go for, like, celebrations. So, like, big birthdays or graduations or stuff like that. It would be like, okay, we're, we're going to splurge because my family's relatively, like, like, we do family lunch every week. And, uh, and like, uh, my mom texted me earlier. She's like, so is Wendy's okay? And I'm like, sure, Mom. Wendy's is fine. Sure. Like, yeah, why not? Wednesdays or Subway or, like, the most... The, the the grandiose uh, the most grandiose I've gotten them to do recently was portillos. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, that's the other like uh, Phoenix. I often joke about is like Team Fat headquarters because we have like everything here because we have really? everybody. 
So, like, everybody who lived in Chicago, they come out here for our winters because it's so nice and warm. So they bring their food with with them. So we have mm. portillos. We have. I really want to um, try that. I've never places. tried it. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we have like we had we have In and Out coming from the West Coast. We have oh. Five Guys coming from the East Coast. So we and and Steak uh, Steak Shack, right? Shake Shack. Shake yeah. Shack, that one. Shake Shack. Um, so yeah, like Phoenix just kind of ends up being like this conglomerate of like all of the foods that like especially that in the kind of funny awesome. community that are that are like team fat staples. So, uh, so yeah, like I've got Portillo I had Portillos for dinner last night. It's like right it's a 5 minute drive down the down the street for me. Yeah, um, that's awesome. But uh but yeah, this Monty's place was like that was where we would go and celebrate and have have big things and then they um just a couple years ago uh, or made it might have even been last year um, basically closed their doors down and it was like this I mean it was like a historic like staple of of the community and of that that neighborhood uh, and the the owners basically just said we don't want to do it anymore sorry we're gonna oh that sucks we're, we're closing up shop um, so that's that's like the first one that comes to mind and then like a place that I could still go to but I just don't anymore is this place uh, called Short Leash Hot Dogs um, down in Phoenix, downtown. They started out as a food truck, um, like you were talking about, uh, and they were, like, one of the... They were, like, at the, at the forefront of the food truck movement here in Phoenix. Okay. So much so that they ended up kind of, like, leading the charge on, like, organizing the other food trucks. Um, and so they would, like, they would organize food truck events. And so if people were like, hey, we want food trucks to come to, to our office park for you know, for lunch on Tuesdays and Thursdays, they would be the ones who would say, okay, we're going to send you this truck and we're going to send you this truck, or we're going to come and we're also going to bring this truck with us. Um, short leash hot dogs, they do, it's, it's like, they've got some staple hot dogs, but then they also have like create your own. And their, their kind of hook is that instead of using a bun, they serve it on non. Uh, and so you get like, it just adds a different, feel and, and flavor and texture to the uh, to the hot dog and their one of their big signature hot dogs is called the seventh inning stretch or the bear mm. uh, and it's because it's uh, it's the seventh inning stretch because it's like um, peanut butter cracker jacks um, like barbecue sauce and gouda um, wow all on, all on a hot dog and it's like you hear that and you're like that doesn't sound good at all and then you take a bite and it's like this is amazing. it's like amazing this is oh so good and so I when I worked at Phoenix Theater uh, a few years ago um, I could walk there like and and go on my lunch and so it'd be like, it was like a 10 10 15 minute walk I would go I would grab like a hot dog and I would do this like three or four times a week like they like I was one of their regulars I was probably one of their most frequent customers during that period of time. Hmm. Um, and I would just, I would go, I, like, I, I, I'm friends with the owners, um, Brad and Kat, they're great. Uh, That's always because awesome. They, because they had, they had, uh, like, they would do Food Truck Fridays was kind of the, that was how they'd started. Um, okay. But then they did so well at their truck that they were able to open, like, a brick and mortar um, location. Um, and they've since opened a, up a couple others. And uh, and so, like, yeah, I, was, I became friends with them. And, they like, they'd say hi and we'd see them and i made friends with like a lot of the 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 wait staff and and stuff there and like it would be sad because people would come and go and and then i became one of those people when i stopped working in phoenix theater and wasn't just like right down the street um i just wasn't like i just don't make it out there anymore i probably haven't been there in like a year um they're still doing well they're still doing great i just like it's it's downtown it's just 
a hassle to get to for me at this point. So, like, yeah. that's one of those that, like, I miss, but I, like, I'm just I, not enough, I guess, to, to, to drunk. To go back, it. okay. Uh, yeah, but it's something, I mean, it's something that, like, if, if one of my friends, like, was like, hey, like, let's go grab Portillo's, I would be, or not Portillo's, short, uh, short leash, I would be like, yes, absolutely, I haven't been there in so mm. long, I'd love to go back. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, like, I'm too lazy slash busy that I'm like, I'm not going, I'm not going to the other side of town, I'm just going to grab something <laughs> yeah. on my way home, or grab something uh. near, near home, so I can write, or play video games, or record a podcast or whatever uh, i don't have time i don't have the time necessarily yeah I, I feel you sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah this stuff this topic is not like not necessarily like places are shut down that's like a perfectly valid excuse to not to go to places anymore it's like yeah i used to go all the time but it's too far i just can't do it anymore yeah that, that makes you, total do sense have, do you have like places from home that you that you miss i do i do yeah. i have a couple and which, which are like strange because it's not like because Venezuela, what they make is, like, a repa, and okay. I like it, it's fine, but it's, like, not for me. Like, it's not like I would die if I don't eat it ever again in my life. Not There's not really any Venezuelan food that I would go, like, oh, my God, I, I want to die to eat this again. Not really, but there's a couple of places that immediately go to mind from Venezuela, and I'm never going to be there. They're, like, open, but I can't return to my country. I cannot do that. Mm-hmm. So they're out of the question one of them is this little place called uh, Los Tapatios it's a Mexican place by Mexican people like and they just I I want to go to San Francisco and try out a lot of Mexican food a lot of burrito and stuff like that to see how they compare to this because this this is what this was like Mexican like Mexican people the owner was a lady I kind of knew her she she was she was great but she was Mexican she lived in Mexico a lot of her life and then moved to Venezuela and so what they made they made they made like probably five things but their signature dish was the uh, tostada it was this crunchy tortilla like the most amazing crunchy the most amazing tortilla you could ever see I have never seen such a perfect tortilla I don't know what they did to that but it was just perfect you could get it with uh, chicken or uh, meat, and the meat, like the ground beef, was way better. Uh, they had this, again, I don't know what is that it, they did that was so special, but the cheese, the cheese they used was so, I know, the the way it felt when you chewed was so different from usual, that for some reason it was awesome. And the most, like, the, the best thing about them is the guacamole they did. They did, they did a guacamole with uh, like fresh onions and like real big thick pieces of, of onion and they were doing that all the time. So if you actually went there, more time or not, they, there was like a little uh, a little room in a corner where they would just chop onions all day. And you could actually go there and most of the time you couldn't be really inside the restaurant because your eyes uh, started, started hurting and like tearing up. It was awesome for some reason, and that guacamole was so good. And so my mom's the one who like showed that place to me. She was like, "Oh, this this is like famous all over the place. You've never been there. Let me take you." And she's she only ate the tasada because it's like they're saying it's her dish. And I I saw a burrito and I was like, "We need to try this burrito." And they do it with the uh, wrapping paper and everything, and it's 
amazing just an amazing burrito like you have no idea so like because they use a lot of the guac i'm telling you about it's such a different guac from what you're used to seeing it's it's really good I'm, and that one i'm not so worried so worried about because i know there's other places that aren't florida that have really good mexican food so mm-hmm. i'm gonna go to like san francisco and try burritos like california burritos stuff like that to see how they compare but uh, the one like the one that i really want to talk about that's the one i'm positive i'll never ever have something even close close to that again was this little place in in caracas called uh taxco it's actually like taxi company okay and it's in this like very one of the big things about venezuela is that it's very dangerous just in general like you can even have your phone out in anywhere because you're gonna get mugged like or probably shot to death it's like very 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 dangerous and it's located in a very bad neighborhood it's like a very shitty neighborhood where it's like extremely dangerous it's what used to be kind of not downtown but very near downtown and downtown is one of the worst places you can be in Caracas but my dad growing up used to be there that's it, it was one of those places that the, everybody in the neighborhood knew about and everybody went it was like kind of a staple in in, in Caracas for my dad and, and, and it's been there like for a very long time they haven't changed the location they haven't even changed the sign or the floor it's just according to my dad it's exactly the same from him when he was growing up and he is 53 years old so that's been on business for a long time. Now they do a lot of things. They do like hot dogs and like sandwiches. But what we go for is a burger. It's not a regular burger. It's they have a regular burger that's like th- this one is like a small burger. I think that it's called like the full. You go you go there and you go hey I want a full, and they know what you want. And it's this little tiny burger that just has a special bun that they make. It's not even a like a season me bun because they have other other ones it's just a regular bun they make the bun they make obviously the the meat it's just this little tiny piece of meat it's like not huge not offensive not nothing like that and they put um an extra like a secret sauce that they use now i'm not usually a big sauce guy i don't like sauce i don't like any of the three condiments like mayo ketchup or mustard that's not really my thing there's only few sauces like buffalo sauce, some that I really like, uh, barbecue sauce. But on that, I'm not a very uh, sort of liquid foods type of guy. But mm-hmm. this sauce, it's just this little red sauce that I have no idea what it is, but it's so good. They put that in a little bit of onion, and it's a little burger. You don't eat one. The way it works is that they're really cheap. It's this little cafe, and you order probably like five or six of them. The, the plates just stack up, so you just go, mm. hey, can I get two? And this is probably one of the fastest plays I've ever seen. You sit down, they take your order, you order, and within 20 seconds, you have your food. It's incredible how fast they are. But that little burger is so special. I have no idea why. Because the first time you bite into it, the sauce tastes totally different than it does when you finish it for some reason because your taste buds like go boom 
It's this amazing flavor, and then it keeps going, keeps going, and it, by the end, it's kind of a different experience. It's this little burger. You can finish that in probably like six bites. My my dad, who takes like huge bites, finished that in three, easily, like one more bite, done. But it's such a good burger, and it's such a different burger. That's why I I say that I know it's I'm not gonna have it because Five Guys burgers are one of my favorite places to eat in the world. I've never had In and Out, but I love Five Guys. Mm-hmm. The best burgers I've ever had. But the thing about this is that a very it's a very special and unique burger, and the sauce and the on uh, the their own made uh, homemade like bread and and it's just so incredibly good. I wish I could sit down there and order six of those again and just what well like wash through them. But I'm never gonna have it. And it's a place that's famous for over forty years only for that little burger. And it's fantastic. It's incredible. Yeah, sounds like mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, I mean, like I, I, sliders are one of those things that I've never really like gotten into too much. But like, um, like I know, like I've got friends that love like White Castle stuff and just the the mini burger experience. And I'm like, but but you could get a big burger, and that's like totally, totally. Give me, and give me like, I don't I don't want like bacon bits on it. I want like slabs of bacon on my bacon burger. And I totally feel you. One of my favorite burgers. It do, have you like? Do you eat a Hard Rock Cafe? Have you like? I I, ha- I have yeah. That their food is okay. It's not like so, yeah, it's good food. But they make a burger like it's called the Legendary Burger. It's this huge, like incredibly huge. I think it's like a sixteen ounce like slab of meat in the burger. It's so good. It's huge. It's like offensively huge, but it's so good. But this thing, sliders aren't really big back back there. There's no White Castle or anything like that. But this is that, and it just has like such a homey like traditional feel to it because, like I said, it has such a big legacy there. It just feels like family when you're there. It's like you get you order your fools and you get them. They're incredibly good. And nice. now, any for the other, last question, any yeah, other, yeah. Oh. Okay, hit hit me. Last question, simple. Where are some of your your best? You like your favorite foods in general? You're like, oh, I like burgers, or, and actually, some of your favorite places to eat. It doesn't have to be like a. A fast food chain, or it could be just some of your favorite places to be to eat. Where you're like, yeah. I really want this, and you eat constantly there. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I'm typically like very Americana in my my tastes. Like I'm a I'm a burgers, uh, same burger here, and fries kind of person. Totally. Um, but like I, I like I'm I've I've gotten more adventurous in recent years. Um, uh, like I mean. Since high school, I've been, I've really enjoyed sushi, but I I will try other types of sushi now. Like I used to, it, I used to only do like two or three rolls, and now I'm like, oh, like I, I've I, I have not had anything on this roll, but I'll give it a shot. Um, and so I'll do like I, I I'll do a little bit of that where I'll try like a little bit of uh, a little bit of everything. But my like easily my favorites are like burgers and fries, um, pizza. Uh, like I Definitely. I could probably eat pizza for every meal. Um, and it, I am a very, like, I, I've always joked, um, since the movie Super Size Me came out hmm. that, like, that was just my college experience. And then that experience never ended. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I seemed fat. Rarely, I very rarely, like, 
cook or eat in or anything like that because as like I've been single for the better part of the last 10 years with you know, a, a couple rare exceptions but it's just more time consuming and more like trouble than it's worth for me to to really like sit down and cook a meal for just me yeah um, cooking, cooking for yourself is very different than if you have anybody else like if you have yeah. a friend or or a girlfriend or like just like your dad that it's very different yeah so i've i've very much for the better part of the last decade like i will go out and like like uh every day at work i walk down to uh to like a jer- like i've got a jersey mike's i've got a chipotle and i've got a jimmy john's nearby me and pretty much every day it's like i'm gonna go to one of those three places yeah um and they're all about like 10 15 minute walk so i feel like i'm at least like also exercising and working some of it off um one of my favorite places in town, uh, that's another one I don't get to as much as I would like to, but it's this place called Cornish Pasty. Hmm. And uh, I think it, it either originated here or it originated in Vegas. And they're starting, like, they've they've blown up out here. Um, so, like, they, it started out, the one that I went to by ASU started out, it was just basically, like, a small little hallway that you could, like, walk down. And there were, like, eh, maybe ten tables. And they were all, like, two or four tops. Um, and it got so popular that like they expanded like their dining room into like the 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 other side of it and then it even that like was filling up too much so they expanded mm. the other way too so like they like the two places on both sides of this little like hallway dining setup that they had um they they just kind of like have been like building and building um, and then, like, two or three others have opened up out here. Uh, and a pasty, if, uh, for those that don't know, is basically, like, it. the story is it's the kind of meal that, like, um, like wives would send down into the mines with their, their, uh, their husbands. Um, mm. uh, like, because it, it's, it's basically a meal cooked in a, in a pastry, um, like, a, like a meat pie kind of thing. Um, uh, and, and so, like, you can order, like... Um, like what I usually get like a chicken alfredo or something so it'll be like chicken and potatoes and and alfredo sauce and like it'll be baked into um a pastry uh and then I'll just kind of like you you pop it open and you eat it or you can like eat it by hand yeah um it's just very like uh, like um very just good like it's it's another one that's a great mix of like kind of all those tastes in one. Mm. Um, so that's like a, a great place that I've enjoyed going to. One of my friends actually, I think just is opening up like they, they've been in, they've been trying to get into Boston for a couple of years now. Like I remember him leaving Phoenix to, to set up one out there. Um, and I just saw him posting the other day, like I think the paperwork's finally done. And like, it was a picture of the storefront and I was oh. like, Oh, good for him. That's awesome. So, uh, so yeah, he's, he, they open that up. So that's that's like another one of my like favorite go to like if I've got a friend in town or something and they're like, hey, we're like, let's go eat somewhere. I'm like, this is a place you need to try out. And so that's that's typically something that we go to. I mean, like I said earlier, like Portillos, I've got right down the street. Taco Bell, McDonald's, yeah. Wendy's. Oh yeah, Subway, yeah. Like what? Like I'm like super. I am super like chain and fast foodie. Um, yeah, same here. More more so than I'd like, but. Uh, it's it's what's easy and like it doesn't take up too much time and it's cheap enough. Like it's cheaper exactly. than than it would be to like make food for one, um, for the most part. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, uh, How about you? Speaking, speaking of, of like fast food uh, places, lately, I used to, like, I didn't like Burger King that much. Like, really, I was like, yeah, they're okay, burgers. I, I, like, I, like I told you, I usually don't like when burgers have, like, that many sauces on them. Mm-hmm. And Burger King definitely does, like, puts a lot of mayo. But recently, like, I have Burger King really nearby work. And, like, this is probably, like, a year, a year from now. I started ordering just a simple, like, double bacon cheeseburger with no sauce. And it's really good. So good. Like, I, I didn't know, like, Burger King burgers were that good. You're good. Yeah. But yeah. You mentioned uh, Five Guys earlier. At, like, Five Guys is one of those places, like, I would eat occasionally, and I'll, like, I'll go there with friends, but, f- like, if it's between Five Guys and In-N-Out, um, I'll do In-N-Out anytime because Five Guys, I just don't put too much on my burgers. Like, if, if I were eating a Five Guys burger and I was getting, like, everything, like, to go on it, I, I that would make perfect sense. But because I will only get, like, lettuce and mayo and ketchup and mustard like i feel like i'm wasting a lot of money on mm. on a five guys burger so i'm like eh, i'll just go with the cheaper in and out oh i feel you has more of what i'm gonna have on the, the burger anyway i i've never had in and out i wanted to like have it when i went to la for e3 back in june but i just couldn't mm-hmm. find the time because a lot of it was just a lot of work and i, I just yeah. couldn't do it but I, I will try it sometime soon because, like, that's one of the big debates whether Five Guys or, or In-N-Out is better. But in terms of favorite places to go, like, Five Guys is definitely up there. And my, my burger is definitely, like, the most expensive out of them. And I order my burger super simple. It's just a, a bacon cheeseburger, obviously, like, double the regular. And I just yeah. put lettuce, tomatoes, and hot sauce, which they use Frank's hot sauce, mm-hmm. which was really good. It's probably – and that's it. That's what I ordered, but I love it. It's one of my favorite places to be, period. That's uh, that just reminded me, like, one of the... It's it's embarrassing as an Arizona native, but, like, I have incredibly weak taste buds, so I can't, like, do spicy all that much. Or I, mm. Like, I can do spicy, I can't do hot spicy. Okay. So, like, like, hot sauce at, like, Taco Bell is too hot for me. Really? Like, maybe I'll wow. Do, maybe I'll do mild... If I'm feeling like adventurous, but for the most part, yeah, I can't, I can't do, I can't do spicy. And if I try and do spicy, like I, mild wings are the most I will ever do if I'm doing like uh, buffalo wings. Um, and even that, like I will need extra, extra ranch to, to help like, to, like, to cool, cool it, down. it down. Yeah. And I will basically say like, and please make sure that you're constantly refilling my water because I'm going to go through <laughs> it pretty quick. I'm a I, big old, big old wuss when it comes to spicy foods. I'm the contrary. I love spicy foods. I, I usually, I order my wings. I always order my wings a little bit too hot when in the beginning is so good, but by the end, I'm like, okay, this is way too much. But that's how I like ordering. Like in the end, I'm like, I need a napkin. I need to like wipe tears on my face. Like my, my, my mouth is burning. But it like just near the end, where because the place I go to for to go to for wings, like they put it in a basket, and in the end there's always like a little pool of extra yeah, sauce. Yeah. yeah. And so there, it's too, way too overwhelming. Always, every <laughs> time I go. Extra concentrated. There. Oh my god, it's like oh, it's awful, but it's so good. <laughs> I I was actually about to ask you if you're a big uh, chicken wings fan. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I'm, 
uh, and uh, I mean, Greg, Greg will kick my ass for this every time, but I'm I'm a boneless wings fan. I just oh, don't like no. I don't like the un, like the the hassle of having to deal with the bone. Um, so yeah, like, but uh, so like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a chicken tenders, chicken nuggets fan, whatever, uh, whatever you want to call them. Um, but yeah, I, I and that was one of those things that like for a long time I didn't do like buffalo because I was like it's too too spicy. But then I was like. Oh, but I can like just drown it in ranch and 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 just drink lots and lots of ice water. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. So yeah, I love I, uh, them. I I I don't get them as much because like I don't. There aren't. It's it's a kind of thing I will go and like eat. I will have wings with friends, um, but I'm not gonna just go to a wing place like on my way home from work or something. It's not it's not fast foody enough for me to have yeah. on a regular basis. But yeah, like when when we go to. When we get when I go to events like kind of funny or something, um, and there's uh, uh, buffalo wild wings or or wing wings made up or something, I, like I will absolutely do that and and yeah, just get the super mildest of mild and lots and lots of ranch. Yeah, <laughs> I totally get that. But uh, in terms of like favorite food, I would have to say uh, chicken wings are probably my favorite food. Period. Uh, closely, very closely followed by cheeseburgers and ribs. I love eating ribs. And yeah. I was going to ask you a hypothetical I saw. Like, I think I saw that once, like, on Facebook. And ever since then, every opportunity I get to ask that question is somebody I do. I actually even asked it on Colin and Greg Live, like, a very long time ago. Probably when I, like, before I even tipped there and was, like, known. Mm-hmm. Um, if you absolutely had to give up one of these and I assume the last one won't apply as much to you but if you had to give up either burgers pizza tacos tacos or chicken wings which I assume for you is going to be chicken wings but let's could uh which one would you give up um that's probably the toughest question I've ever been asked in my entire life I was like wow it I mean it would it it's probably a toss up between tacos or or uh, or chicken wings and I think I'd actually probably sooner get rid of tacos. I I, love, I would I, I tacos, would get yeah. But um, like I yeah I think I think I'd keep the wings. That's my answer too. I I would get uh, get rid of tacos. I would miss them for sure, especially from Taco Bell. Like that's some of my favorite tacos. But yeah, I would miss tacos. Tacos are awesome. But you have burritos, which are probably better. Yeah. Alright. Cool. Good. Any, any any last thoughts on food you want to cover? Food, it's good. Oh, Chick Fil A. Fuck, Chick Fil A is awesome. Chick. So Chick Fil A is one we have. I haven't been, and I don't really have an inclination to go because I'm not like a chicken sandwich kind of person. Mm. And then also like I'm, I'm very or I like. Not as much these days anymore, but I was very active in like the local theater scene, and so when they came out as very like oh yeah anti like gay rights and stuff, like it was basically like everybody in the, in my theater community was like we're never like nobody's doing Chick Fil A, and I was like I mean I don't I already don't do Chick Fil A, so it's not a thing I was worried about, but that's another one that is like I could go to that every day. There's it's right down the street, right yeah. across the street from like the Chipotle, and I, like I see it all the time, and I'm like nope. I, no. I just don't, I love I it. just don't care. Chick-fil-A and, and Five Guys are two of my favorite uh, 
like fast food places and places in general. And yeah, that that whole Chick Fil A like uh, gay rights thing really sucks. But I, mean, I, like, I, I feel still bad when I go there. to a Jimmy John's because because like the because Jimmy John like loves hunting big game, and I'm like I feel yeah. bad that like my money is going to support that in a very minute way. But I love the Jimmy John's bread too much. To, That's it. I I up. also love Chick Fil A too much. I like I love it so much. If I was gay, I think I'd still go there. I'd be like, hey, your chicken sandwich is amazing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'd, Hate me, hate me all you want. Your your chicken sandwich is too good well, for me to care. It's and like you, I mean, you can be an activist in other ways. Exactly. You can, you can, exactly. You can, you you can, can help other the ways. cause and also enjoy a, a chicken sandwich. Yeah, a delicious yeah. chicken sandwich. And I, all right. Actually, I just remembered. Uh, I used to have a Five Guys right across the street from work. Oh really? Um, that like that I would go to occasionally back then, um, but like it closed down. Maybe like three or four months after after I started and like just suddenly it was gone it was like I I would walk by and then like I went I was gonna go there one day when I was like helping a friend move and uh and she was running late so I was like okay well I'll just go to I'll just grab something at five guys and I get there and there's like a sign on the door saying like this location is closed uh, no reason given or no, no, nothing I was like that's weird that happened no, to no the, idea to what the, happened there yeah that happened to the place I had the nearest to but I have another one that's not so far one thing I didn't even touch on, and just to kind of like go slightly by it, is like my family's Italian, like on my dad's side, like very Italian. My grandma was born in Italy. My grandpa was born in Italy too. They're both from a little town in Naples. I mean, with a so, with a name like Piaquadio, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and Mario, Mario too is like my name's so Italian. Good, like oh my god. Yeah. But like that's a thing that Italians are like known for. They really take a lot of pride in in their food, and so. I, I was raised in a very like in very Italian ways. I, I'm sure you've heard this before if you've even heard like podcasts because Brian Altano is one that always talks about that. Even more uh, Colin Moriarty about yep. like every Sunday having dinner with a family. Like grandma makes something and makes a lot of shit. And I have a lot of family from New York too. Like most of my family is from New York. They're New York Italians, so even more so. It, I remember uh, we went there and it was like so much food. You have no idea how much food goes into an Italian like family reunion. If I haven't seen each other for mm-hmm. a while and we're Italian, we're in New York. That's so much food. It's incredible. You sit there and you eat straight for like five hours. And I'm not even joking. You sit there, you tie lunch and dinner together and just have a blast. And so, yeah, I have so many foods that I miss from my grandma because my grandma is is the best cook I've ever seen in my life and I think anybody who who's eaten like her food like I, that I know would agree and every every Italian person says says, says the same because that's what Italian grandmas grandmas do like they do amazing food but my dad's food is also incredible like it's my dad's such a good cook. I I li- I love to cook too, but I need to learn a lot of stuff. And now where he's still in Venezuela, he's gonna move, but he's gonna come uh, visit, come stay here in December. And so that's oh, one of the things where I'm gonna have him make me so much food, so much. There you food. go. Yeah. Yeah. Take take advantage of it while it's there. <laughs> yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. Like my my uh, my grandmother, like big family, like like Thanksgivings and Christmases and stuff. Would oh be yeah. Kind of like Thanksgiving at my grandmother's house. And, uh, that's, I, like, if I, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that's another one that I, like, I, I slightly miss eating at, 
because so my grandmother's like smoked her entire life and and um it, she there's uh she 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 like had a she had like a fainting collapsing spell a few years back where they put her on an oxygen tank um and rather than give up smoking she weaned herself off of the oxygen and just was like I'm fine I can I can manage that so um, God, I love grandmas. The, I can't, I can't eat at my grandmother's house anymore because she just is always smoking in the house, mm. and so it just like it kills my appetite. Yeah. Um, and this, uh, she's also now she's she's been suffering from Alzheimer's and dementia um, for the last couple of years. So yeah, she, that's that's she's awful. not she's not in a position to to be that kind of cook anymore anyway. But yeah, for like the last, I don't know, probably I mean probably like again like the last ten years of my life. Um, I, I would go over there for like like vis- visiting the family, and she would in a she's not Italian, but in a very Italian way, she would always just be like, "Do you want food? Do you want food? I will feed you." Like, oh, what yeah. can I get you to eat? What can I get you to eat? And I'm I, like every time I'm like, "I'm fine. I'm not. I like my appetite is killed as soon as I walk in this door because the walls reek of smoke." Yeah, um, which. I don't know, like, if I just didn't notice it when I was younger or if I just didn't care, but at some point it just flipped a switch where I was like, I can't, I'm not even hungry when I'm in this, like, I could, I could be starving and then I walk in, I'm like, nope, I'm fine now. Yeah, that can Um, kill the appetite. And so I, like, but I miss, like, I miss, like, the family energy of being there and, and everybody, like, sitting around the table. That's, that's something, yeah, go ahead. uh, The, like, the, the jokes of... Um, you know, my, my great grandmother would like, she would shake a lot or my grandfather now, like he shakes his hands a lot when he goes to eat. And so he'll spill food and the dogs will immediately like know to hang out underneath him because (laughs) that's where they're going to get the, 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 the meal. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I, in, in like in the same vein of like the, the Monty's or the, the short leash, I like, that's a weird little like familial thing, even though I get to spend time with them, like almost every week um and we do like a a little like family get together at some dumb cheap fast food place i miss the whole like sitting around the the table and and getting that experience yeah that's that's something you definitely take for granted for granted like that that thing of going every week and having like food with your family something that when you do have it you don't really appreciate it as much as you should and we don't you're like oh this was like special i i miss this i definitely feel that Oh, it's the I've, kind of thing like I I didn't do it for years because I like I've never my like my family lives four miles down down that way um, like exactly in, in that. the house that I grew up in um, I like they they're they've never been more than more than a like a ten minute drive from me apart from like a summer where I spent in New Mexico or stuff like that but mm-hmm. uh, but they like they've always been around and I moved out and I was like so glad for my independence that I would go months without seeing them and my sister was the one that would always like stay with them and or or she would like go to go to lunch with them regularly and hang out with them and then when she moved away a few years ago um she and her fiance her her boyfriend then then fiance now husband um they like they moved away to tennessee and then eventually to texas they're back now but like while they were away i kind of like stepped up to fill the mm. void that mm. like my family had had with her. Um, whereas like they would, she would always go eat with them. They were like, Hey, Jamie's gone now. Like, do you want to come to family lunch? And I was like, all right, sure. And so I like, that was what got me into it. Now, now that she's back, we're all around for it. Um, 
and so it's it's yeah it just kind of became like a a little routine where and it's it's mostly like i'm filling them in on what i've been up to like mm. tomorrow i'm sure i'm gonna tell them all about my my fun ign adventures last week and say oh yeah Francisco. for sure for sure that's yeah. awesome by the way and uh and so she like it's 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 like i'm i i am very glad that i've got that now um and then there are other times where I'm like, where they get super on my nerves, and I'm like, I, I don't want to talk about any of this. Like, I, oh yeah, I'm sure if we, I'm sure if we delve into politics tomorrow, I'll be like, nope, I'm done. We're not like, like yeah, I'm not. It. We're not talking bye. about this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. I feel you. Um, so yeah, it's that's it's. I'm I'm glad I've got it. I definitely am the kind of person that does like, um, uh, that that doesn't realize what I've got. Um. Until like if I if I do end up moving out to San Francisco on like a permanent more permanent basis or something like that, um, I'm sure I will get I will finally get homesick. Whereas yeah. like for for years I've been like I just want to get away from Phoenix, um, and they're like I I know it'll be hard on them too because because it's it's good for them to oh yeah absolutely I'm always I'm always like right down the street but. Sometimes we all got to grow up. So absolutely, yeah. Uh, life life gets a, in the that way. That was a weird detour from food for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, great. I like. I I love that topic. Um, yeah. Awesome. Th- like th- I knew that was going to be a great topic. I could go on thank for like for dis- two hours or more. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for discussing food with me. Yeah. Uh, thank you. All right. You. Um, final final topic. Trove topics. Hey. Uh, just jotting down uh, down the time there. Um, so we didn't get too much this week, but it was a busy week in, uh, in video game news, nerdy news stuff for us. So one of the questions we did get, actually I'll dive into this one, um, that Buddy asked you first and then we'll round out with, with the other, with the big news. So Buddy at Buddy Watson 12, yeah, um, asks, uh, yeah, ask Mario how that downwell play is coming along. Uh, tongue sticky out emoticon and what uh, NS needs on top of the trailer reveal. Uh, so our other question is also about is going to be about the NS. But uh, so what's this? What's the deal with this downwell playthrough? So yeah, that basically he's, that he's hounding you on. Basically, I think it was like on a kind of funny like like off-topic discussion. We somehow bumped into each other, and uh, for some reason we were talking about downwell. And we, we talked about it a lot on, on Twitter and on Facebook. He hit me up because that game's really hard. Like, that download is really, Have you played download? I've not, but, I, like, I kept hearing Colin talk about how you hard it should. was. Oh, dude, you should. If, if You have a Vita, right? Yep. You should. You should buy that game. I, I definitely recommend it. It's incredibly good. I was, like, stuck to it in my flight to LA for E3, which was, like, a six-hour flight. I had mm-hmm. so many games, and I had books, and I had comic books, and all I did was play Downwell for six hours straight. So it's so good, but it's really, really, really hard. It's yeah. so hard. And I finally was able to get not even, like get to the main boss, and once you get to the main boss, you kind of figure out a strategy of what gun, if, because you, throughout the whole game, you just use the standard gun, gun boots, but towards like the last stage and the uh, boss, if you use that, you're fucked. You have to use, you have to like build up. It, it's very strategical the way you have to do it. You have to like build up your ammo so you can get the laser, which is like the strongest uh, weapon in the game. But it has like it takes up, up a lot of ammo. 
And so he and I were speaking because we were like in very sim similar uh, things. He was like, when he reached the boss, I was like starting to reach the boss. He was like, yeah, that's really tough. And I finally beat it. I beat it first than, uh, first than him. I tweeted, I tweeted that. I was like so excited. And he hit me up on Facebook. I was like, how did you do it? I sort of to told him. And then like I think two days after that, he, he, beat, it, he beat it too. I'm like, awesome. Yay, let's go for the platinum. Now for the platinum, there's something called hard mode. Hard mode is fucking insane. Dude, there's, <laughs> there's four stages and a boss in downwell. That's it. And in normal mode, to get to even get to the fourth stage, it took me probably something like three months of playing probably every night. It took me like three months. So imagine in fucking hard mode. I haven't pa passed World 2. Just for you, buddy. Dude, it's way too hard. It's fucking ridiculous. It's so hard. <laughs> oh my god, it's so hard. It's infuriatingly hard, but it's so good. I think it's so good. Awesome. Uh, and then, uh, so tying that into uh, Brandon Gan asked the other question at GamesGan. Um, I gotta ask Nintendo Switch and Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer thoughts. Personally enjoyed them. So, uh, so yeah, obviously Nintendo Switch, Red Dead 2, um, the big kind of news of this week. Um, tying into Buddy's question of what does the NS need on top of the trailer reveal. So what are your thoughts on the NS? I haven't really had a chance to, to chat about NS with anybody. Yeah, me neither. The Nintendo Switch. So what did you what did you think of the trailer? Me neither. I'm interested to talk about that. First of all, I love how it's being called the NS because it was the yeah, NS, yeah. and I think that might stick actually the Nintendo Switch that it would totally stick and it feels kind of a uh, like old schooly because NES. But anyway, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. The NS I think is amazing. I really think Nintendo. I think this is probably the best thing they could do, and I think this has. This has a chance of being a success. I think it will be a success. Not to Wii levels. I don't think anything should ever reach Wii levels of success because that actually ended up being bad for the for the console itself. Like the massive success it had ended up having like all these shovelware, ga shovelware games is just like it wasn't a good thing to have. But I think the mm -hmm. the Switch, what it has going for it, like what it's unique for i don't think it's as much of a gimmick as the uh like we was the whole idea of the of the of the switch is really cool like i saw that uh tim gettys mentioned that this in the reacts i love how it doesn't look like a toy because if we use see totally that's, he like said that and i feel like it does i feel like uh, like the 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 control pieces especially i feel like they oh, yeah. still look cheap to me like the, the yeah the 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 system itself um the like the core system center part there um that looks like a a much more solid tablet than than the Wii U tablet Wii U. does but but yeah like all of the all the peripheral stuff uh, around that still looks to me like it's just like I I could like snap it in two with my hands yeah um so I'm I'm that's that's where there's a little bit of, of contention on from me on that. I can see that. I, I really want to see it in, in person, see how it looks. Yeah. Because, like, maybe maybe the Joy-Con is definitely the, like, the I, it's the thing that I get why it exists, and I think it's cool, but I'm pretty sure, like, I'm not going to use it ever. Most people aren't going to use it. Um, and it, it probably is a part that maybe could break the easiest, easiest but 
in general, I think I think Nintendo is so good at doing something like new. There's something new. Uh, like that. That's the thing. I I've seen some people like some people. Most people are excited about this, being like, why can't have a, a Nintendo just give give us a regular like a regular next gen console? It's like yeah, that. But that's not what Nintendo does. That's not mm-hmm. what Nintendo's ever done. They are they are yeah. so good at at innovating, and this is really something innovative. This this is something that. As of now, it's just something really new and interesting, but it could be a game changer. Because if you if you take a look at the trailer, like, yeah, I'm playing Skyrim on the go. Like, why not? That sounds like awesome. Because it's not, it's not like like I love my Vita. I adore my Vita, but the games on the Vita are different than the games on my like me PS4. But if I could play mm-hmm. those games totally on the go, that's incredible. And that, and then you you have to begin with the argument of okay, I'm a PlayStation guy and I love my PlayStation Four and I like it like over any other console. But if I want certain game and I have a Nintendo Switch, and let's say I'm a person who like travels a lot, I'm like, well, isn't it worth it to actually buy it on the Switch so I can have like that like that on-the-go thing like okay I could play on my ps4 and it's probably gonna look a little better and maybe it'll run a little better but I can also have it on the switch and I immediately got to have it on the go and that's I think that is like really cool we still need to know and what battle life is and all that it's still, still a lot of that yeah. stuff absolutely yeah um, the and the 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 weird thing about that like the the on-the-go argument and it, like I, I was actually thinking back as uh, as as uh, was looking at like we talked about this on your show, like when I came and did. PS oh yeah, Enthusiast. we did. Um, we did. Like we we had like a little diversion into like what the NX needs to be, and we talked then about like, um, is it console gaming on the go or is it like on the go gaming that can like go up onto a console? Yeah, and it's and uh, it's the first one. And it's 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 yeah. Uh, well, jury's out on that for me still, um, mm. but the because uh, it's like. There's no way it's going to be as powerful, obviously, as like con- the 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 current level of consoles. Yeah. Um, and even that, though, I, like I sit there and I'm like, like what? When I was watching the trailer, I was like, I, I, especially this last year, I travel more than like most people I know, um, unless you're like in the industry um, in, in that in that sense. And even when I'm traveling, like. I'm that's only a few hours I'm putting into any of those kinds of consoles. Um like I don't I don't have a commute that uh like I ha- I have a commute but I have to drive through it so I'm not like playing my game on on my on the go on my commute. So like on the go gaming isn't really for me. Um uh and and I don't like everything I saw in the trailer and I tweeted out something to this effect like seems like it would have been like this is the kind of thing that when i was 10 and playing like a game boy absolutely it would have been amazing because i'm sitting in the back seat of my car of my parents cars they're driving me around places i can play this amazing thing um when we go on like road trips or when like when we do fly somewhere i could play it there on the plane but as as the adult that i have to be now where i don't have the the luxury like i the most i've been playing like um a handheld in in probably the last couple of years, even with my Vitas, is um, is right now I'm playing through Dragon Quest Seven on my 3DS. Okay. 
and that's like I like I play that for a little bit before I go to bed each night kind of thing um, and even like that's playing a PlayStation 1 game that has kind of been upported to the 3DS um, but that's like a rarity for me I'm much more gonna be the guy at the beginning of that trailer it's just gonna have it plopped in and that's almost entirely how I'm gonna play the switch um, so everything else for me ends up kind of feeling like well how is how is this system's ability to do all of that other stuff how is that going to negatively impact me as a gamer Okay. Um, like one of the things that I don't, I haven't really seen a lot of people talking about, but it's like one of the immediate things I think of is in that scene where they're showing um, uh, either either when they're in the back of the car playing Mario Kart or uh, or when they're playing the basketball game like on the court, and yeah. it's okay. Like you you can play a game with only half of the controller, so all you have there is like. The uh, the analog stick and like four buttons yeah. and and a shoulder button or something. I've seen that too, so, and that's really strange too. I, I so don't that, really get that. So that like really means very simplified control schemes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the idea, and this is this is weird. Where like if you if you've been following along and uh, like two K and Bethesda basically said, yeah, the two K game and and Skyrim aren't confirmed yet, um, but we're proud to be like. Um, partner publishing partners and so I was like okay well what is that like I imagine you wouldn't have agreed to show the game if it's not coming to the system but it definitely like I I, I see them playing that uh, NBA 2k game or, or whatever and I'm like and they're really only doing that with like four buttons and a and and the like there's no camera controls there then because you don't have a second analog stick and you're you're like you, you're out a d-pad yeah. Um, you're out any kind of like uh, any like L3 or R3 from like the PlayStation stance and I don't know what I haven't seen a good enough glimpse of like what half of a Joy-Con controller looks like in terms of having like trigger buttons completely um, there so like that's, that's what because if you look since like GameCube Nintendo controllers have been, in, been getting s- more I mean like with the Wiimote, if any game, if any game on the Wii and the Wii U can basically be played with the Wiimote, you're looking at a very simple, simplified system, yeah. and this seems to be more in that vein. Um, so that's that's like one of my biggest concerns. I mean, like, yeah, we like we can touch on battery life, and no, it's totally and, valid. It's valid for sure. Um, and so, I, like, I sit there and I'm like, okay, well, if if this game that I want to play on the the um, the Switch also has to be able to be played in that kind of configuration, how how deep and how complex of a of games will we get on that system? Yeah. Um, or are there games that, like, you can't play, like, you can only play it in, like, that configuration, and then uh, you you get, like, a completely different experience if you're going to split it up and play. Like, even even the, the Mario Kart demo that they showed, it's, it's like, okay, um, I feel like I need more than... Like the this and the four buttons, um, so yeah, that's those are those are like my biggest concerns on on the Switch. Definitely, um, definitely, and uh, yeah, actually, like like you said, that's one of the things that jumped out to me for sure. Like in the in the sense of the two guys just playing with the 
half of a Joy-Con controller, it's like, yeah, well, that seems very weird. Like, that's why the D-pad is not, like, a regular D-pad, where it's, like, yeah. four buttons. It, yeah. I was like, yeah, that seems kind of weird. You're not going to play really NBA with, like, only four buttons. But I, what I, if you, if I think about it a little bit more, I also think that that's a little bit of a, oh, look what this can do situation, more of a realistic situation, because I don't see myself being in a situation where I'm going to go, okay, I want Mario Kart with my friends, but we're not going to be in my home, and I'm not going to have, I'm not going to have space to have, like, an extra control, controller, controller, like, I don't see, like, that being a really, I'm not ever going to go to the park with my friends and be like, oh, I have my Switch here, do you want to NBA 2K14? It's like, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But how I do see the 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 NX I was gonna call it NX NS um, being like cool is for example I let's go and give it to you how I do see it a lot because like I go to my aunt's house a lot she has like two little kids and we go there and visit a lot because we're family you know and we go there a lot and I always bring my Vita because there's there comes a point where I just like sit in a corner and play a little bit of Vita. And like where I really see a very cool with with the switch is like being like okay let's say I'm playing uh, The Witcher right and I'm in the middle of Witcher and my mom goes hey you want to go to your, aunt, your aunt's house I'll be like okay sure and I take my NS and just take it home right and take it with them and it's gonna be a little tablet I have my full controllers and we'll be like okay and then I play it there that that seems like a cool idea. Um, in terms of like se actually separating and not being like a full tablet like the Wii U, having the little Joy-Con controller like connection thing, that seems a little janky. I want to see how like it works. If maybe maybe it's actually more comfortable. At Nintendo is really good. You gotta give them like um like the, what they when they need to do because they're really good at at making really comfortable controllers. I don't I don't think I can think of a Except after the Wii U, maybe with the right analog stick, the the placement. But usually, what they make is very comfortable to to hold. So I, yeah. I mean, I like the the N sixty four controller still seems. Oh yeah, that was cool. But <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, totally. But seeing the from the GameCube onwards, even the the Wii seems like a very weird configuration. We're like, no, this there's no way this this good. But it actually was. Like, when you were playing a Wii with a nunchuck and a, and a Wii mode, that felt awesome. You were great. Like, the nunchuck felt great, and it felt natural. Um, the Wii U gamepad, I think I think it feels pretty comfortable to hold, even though I don't like the gamepad in general. I think it's a comfortable thing. So, I think they can find a way to make this little square thing, like, comfortable to hold. And, um... I don't know, like, like I was saying, uh, yeah, the the Joy-Con thing, like, reverse, I don't think anybody's really, like, use that, because that just mm -hmm. doesn't seem comfortable. I think a more, like, po like plausible situation is being like, oh, hey, we're going to X person's house, let's say, Mike's Mike's house, we want to play, like, Mario Kart, and be like, okay, take my NX, and I'm going to get a Pro Controller, and I'll be like, okay, so I'm going to play with a Joy-Con, and you'll play with a Pro Controller. That seems, like, way more realistic just yeah. a little bit of preparation for myself like just a gamepad like 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 a gamepad i don't even need the connection just holding it like if it was a, a whole unit because i don't also see a lot of situations where i want to play 
but I don't want to hold the thing. I want to like put it down and then have a controller separate. Because if I'm on the go, it's like more comfortable to just have one. Mm-hmm. And and for myself, I think that's great. I if the battery's life like battery life's like three four hours, I'm like yes, totally. Because I don't travel that much. I I will start more bit more start to go like to more events and stuff and i'm sure that'll help uh for sure but for stuff like this which it's not like necessarily having to be on a train but it's being like oh right now i can leave my home if i'm going to do something else i can bring my like with no problem if i'm playing skyrim and i want to like finish and i don't have to pause for my my place press mode it's just like okay i'll take it with me and when i get a chance i'll finish that and i'm good and it seems really good. Yeah. And I also saw, I don't know if you saw this on the kind of funny Facebook group, group like this uh, concept. It was basically a drawing. Oh, with the, with the like, uh, sprint. I saw that video that yeah. Beyond person actually posted Oh, that. Beyond. Um, it wasn't Beyond. And like, well, it, it, like, it got posted in Beyond a while back. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Beyond or uh, NBC. Uh, I guess probably it was NBC. Maybe. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that's it's a it is an IGN fan that like uh, that mo- did that mock up of like the where you've got like the Joy-Con that's like a, a fishing rod and a Joy-Con that's yeah. like a yokai watch thing and, and it, it's and that's like really smart like it's not something you necessarily sell like oh we're gonna make make so much money off of these it's, it could be something like there's there was one that was a GameCube controller and that for Smash mm-hmm. like boom solved that problem yeah. solved and you could be like. If you buy Smash for the Switch, it'll come with that with the right side of a Joy-Con controller. Yep. There's a GameCube controller. Yeah, my favorite, I think, is like the Pokemon Snap one. Oh, po- camera. There's there's one for a Resident Evil kind of a gun, and I could definitely see that Nintendo doing that because Nintendo does a lot of stuff like that. They they sell hardware and they sell accessories with them, and yeah. that's like a cool idea. Absolutely. I saw, like, yeah, I saw, when I first saw that uh, a few weeks ago, I was like, that, like, that could sell me on the idea. One of the things I'm also curious about, it's not a, it's not a concern so much, but, like, they, they kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, they suggest as much in the, uh, like, when they're doing the airplane segment of the, uh, of the commercial, um, he's got, like, the control, he's just kind of sitting there with the, with the two halves. Yeah. playing. Which- Awkward, right? He's like it looks super awkward, but the bigger thing there is like, okay, so they're wireless. Um so like yeah. what, like is is there latency there? Are they always wireless, even if you've got it like connected, it, is it still basically just a wireless like question to yeah. device or That's something? That's a good question. I'll be, it'll I'll, it'll be interested to see kind of uh and if they are, like what's the range on that? Um uh, like can I be like how far since they're wireless and I'm sitting there kind of like how far away from the the TV do I have to be? I'm sure it's not like I, I'm sure I could be like 20 feet away, which I've yeah. never actually be. Yeah, because it's such a small screen. Exactly. That's that's the other thing. Like the playing it on its own, it looks like a, like an iPhone or something. Like it looks like the size of an iPhone 7 or something like that. Yeah. I'm like I I am not interested in like i had road trips where we would play like super nintendo on like a tv like this big um uh and it would be like me and my sister playing mario kart or something like that and i'm like i don't 
I like having a big screen TV yeah. that I can play on. I don't I don't want to play like console quality games on something this tiny. This tiny, yeah. Um like I mean even even the Vita, it's like I I like the experiences I have on the Vita because they're built for that, not not they're built for both. So again, that's kind of my my concern. I I love the idea of the like it's an all-in-one kind of thing. Yeah. But again, I, I'm wary of, okay, well, if I'm playing something that looks great on something this how is it going to look on my 60-inch TV? Totally. Um, like, how how does that up um, or res down? Is the, where is the disconnect there going to be? I also... In the same way that, like, playing no. VR right now, I mm. can, like, I, I... It looks fine when it's, like, you know, right in front of here but then yeah as soon as i pull the headset up and i see what like other people who are looking at the tv are seeing it's like oh that doesn't look as good oh yeah 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 yeah. it's totally and another thing i really like and actually going a little bit more into the this uh software side of things is that presumably this nintendo no longer has two different people to game for two things i really like the idea of being like okay who made 3D Land, the team who made Super Mario 3D World, like, they're not going to be separate. They're going to be doing, okay, you do the DS version and you do the uh, Wii U version. It's the same game. So, really cool that all of those efforts go to one thing. Like, mean more games, even better games, actually. I really like that, that. And it's like, you can finally get what people have been asking for of a, like a home console poke and maybe even an MMO if they're gonna actually make it. but like a like even higher quality console Pokemon and it's gonna be and it's also gonna be which is what we Pokemon and that's what that just sounds cool I think I think Nintendo has a good one on them I really do I think they have it's it's the idea they can bring that up real fast for example, if if the NX uh, itself, if the only way to charge it is like that's an immediate problem. No way to they could do that. Who fucked it's Nintendo? They they could screw that up. Really. If yep. if you're able to it, you're fine. Maybe they do like no. The only way is to dock it, and that's no. That's the problem. But so far, what we've seen. Has excited if i could for it now i would definitely would mm-hmm. i think i think it's novel and i'm interested just to, to just to see. i i intend i skipped the wii u 3ds entirely and i just miss it and i i think probably not probably not see but i definitely put him back as a big hardware maker yeah i'll definitely to see where it lands wise because mm-hmm. I mean is basically a hybrid of of like on the go console you th- you imagine it's going to be a really expensive or or somewhat cheap console um and so it's it'll be a matter of like I mean in this case scenario it's an handheld and expensive console. <laughs> yeah. um, like uh, 500 like, oh. I mean the Wii U Three hundred dollars out there, which is insane. You can, you can get your uh, you 
far superior tech the Xbox One and and uh, and the PS4 now. Uh, and so yeah, if this ends up coming in at like even three hundred dollars, it's like okay, well that's way more than I would pay for a Vita or it will it will like that would keep the 3ds safe because the 3ds is a, a cheaper option Nintendo gaming um, uh, but it's like well now i'm at least your system so good for you uh so yeah it, it, i'm really curious to see where it's gonna land i think that, like my gut says it'll probably be 350 hmm. um really hard sell as a hand yeah definitely um, I mean, but and again, like I think, ninety of the people that buy this thing are gonna buy it for the first thirty seconds of that commercial. Gonna be a plug and play. Watch it on the on the, or, or watch it on your TV. That's all they're ever gonna do. Yeah, I, I um, feel you. I people that are like street like going. Yeah, we'll take it flights and and we'll have it for that, but. Like I don't see my if I can in my hand, if I can play it on a big screen I'm on a big screen. Oh yeah, I don't. Um, I I price point. Yeah, I I think it's gonna be hundred dollars. Hope it would be so awesome if they come out and be like two fifty. I I that, but that would be, like that. Would be, I'm down. And fathom. Oh no, me neither. You because the still at 300 there's no way they're going to come out with expensive and success yeah yeah um but I imagine like not not in the way because the trailer trailer you're not going to you're to and you're going to be like oh i'm doing my nx but imagine <laughs> yes <laughs> i love that post so much <laughs> yeah. But imagine, like, that's a lot of cool things. Imagine, kind of funny, three, right? That's four. Because they released for three. Let's say, kind of funny, like, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, yeah, that's right. If it comes, like, middle. Kind of funny live three. Zooming past, past. It's gonna be March. And May. Okay, so kind yeah. Funny right. three. Kind of funny live three. Was like memorial. Where it's gonna hit. So yeah, you're. Let's say, I three, we have like a ton of meat. If we did, okay. Today, all right. And obviously, us switches and probably a pro would be like, let's go there and be like, like I really even bring my. My NES and bring your controller, and it's totally on a small screen, and you're not gonna be as a TV. But it's the wing wings, wing sauce are <laughs> expensive, <laughs> horrible idea. We're NS. You're totally right. but like, like that's something you can't now. Remote yeah. play, and play because this is so you're not. Uh, the, the argument I would have would be well, we can 
penises and play Smash on together. You're right. You're... You could, or, like, ass up and down. And that's at the uh, at PAX West, uh, like, all I did, like, I just did yes, just to street pass and restart. There's a new 3DS for the last one in the last time I was there. So I was like, well, I'm just Fill in puzzle. Straight up. That was what I did. Yeah, lines. I yeah, you're right. I think we can get some. We can't do right. That's what I'm trying to go. Yeah. We're going to give you something. Obviously, not as powerful as. But it's something. Who can. Some of the next gen game. If we. Like Skyrim. Yeah. It was showing the trailer. It can run Skyrim, uh, like, and so you have this gaming on the the actual is like take it. So any any game, being like your house that if you don't have, or stuff like that. That school. I if probably not or not time, but ten percent of the time you didn't before, and that's that. It's just something novel. Oh, what like how that definitely. Like I said, if it you get restricted, like you play with just. And, and uh, like, is that for um for more of those experiences? Um, <laughs> uh, I Sky everybody being grim. Is five years old now. Oh yeah. Remember when the Wii out like one of the like through the Wii U, uh, which at that old people were like, lame. Why are you? From a year ago, this is stupid. Like, no, you're a game from five. Yes. Oh my god, mine is blue. What are you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So that's that's just a fun hypocrisy within the current hype culture of our ecosystem. Alt it. It just I'm fat by it. Let's go at Nintendo's. Job because you're acting. People would be like, but how I take a if it's so that doing something right. Here's here's hope. So for you, need anything on top of the trail. You're in your bed right now. If I was, I I I'm in you know, I, I, uh, 3D, or maybe even like I going to do. Guys, I okay. I'm really, what the was? Yes, I'm glad. Games I really out of you and some way or another with. 
Nintendo contents game. It wasn't great games, and I I miss. I think magic. Not. Not all of my like pessimism. Like I will probably have it day one. Mm. Um, if and then for like in, in the as I got like, so I can write about it and talk about the conversation that else is is happening. Um, things that still that I is about are mostly price and battery. Um, but all what the 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 network of NS is an evolved version of the um, the virtual console. The, the, the Nintendo got now on like Wii U and and three like will we ever get to keep since if I bought bought on my will have that anywhere in my in, get that in my three D when I I that I had bought and downloaded DS and had to if I want Again, Which because, is so right? because it's a, it's it's not, you know, a much. It's attached to, and that's like how many times I can buy Mario three, and I plays who <laughs> not paying for old game. Oh. That's the the biggest of the non nerds and uh, and price it's about is going to be is the front and a online account. I totally for them that I, they really like stupid say with all that. Oh, the not managed and and extra do like that. We way out up here. Doesn't have the count for like them would be. I don't know. Console. You can call him more yard. Uh, like have games on. Yeah. 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 In uh, place of the there you couldn't run a Skyrim even if it can do that. It can add. Cube. And very excited to like talked about like when it's involved virtual I love the new as you have S I have 
A little bit. Like, uh, like, mm. precursor. Uh, uh, and so it's got that. It the weird. Is it does. Where? Uh, I, I, I almost my my wheel on. For a little bit of time, you play. Have games on you could on your uh, unless mode that was get into Wii mode, you yeah. couldn't get the same game on the Wii uh, and they put their wrong basket the wrong when is he they go On the movement, okay. These this for okay. Over Probably one of the that I could really because you know, it like uh, mm-hmm. trying to uh, like. And the oh, one super. That's I guess player of much of what has his and that's um that's what. Certain as out uh, on you know across the totally uh going to an audience so. on the NS other big previously. A little bit, and then we got person solved any game. I hey, Brian. Hey, I and I like the one pick. Like, and then I 
of an act. They could have. They're like. And that like that. And then say. I because beautiful thing is going to that like is gonna be and then I got but I With like that document is Sony. Sony stuff. They were about. I want Sony stuff. A year of the conference. So that it it made me believe more in that possibility that so far where it starts.
probably isn't Great break.
you're going to.
<laughs> uh, well, thank you, everybody, for, for watching. And until next time, insert closing tag here.